0: You ready? 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 1 jump
1: following podcast features views and opinions that are not representative of the collective views of the whispers groups some of these views may not be suitable for children accordingly the producers and hosts of the missy podcast must insist that no one attempt to take anything that is being said as representative of the views of any of the whispers groups Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Missy AE Podcast. Tonight, we bring to you Sports Whispers Weekly, where we talk nothing but sports for the duration of the show. Hopefully, you guys can hear me. I am currently using a new pair of earbuds, so hopefully the microphone is coming in clear. Uh, We have a lot to cover tonight. We have the Stanley Cup playoffs to look forward to. The NBA playoffs are currently underway. With currently, uh, as as we speak right now, we have Golden State and Sacramento uh, facing off in Sacramento. We have the Washington Commanders to talk about. We have a couple of NFL trade requests, as well as a lot more uh, following that. Uh, for anybody who has yet to follow the Missy AE podcast, you can subscribe to the Missy AE podcast by going to blogtalkradio.com slash Missy AE. Oh. Or you can find us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and all of your other favorite podcast networks. Sorry about that. Had a little bit of a, a little bit of a hiccup when it come when it came to uh, to my uh, audio. Uh, but anyways, uh, I have Lou and I have Diane currently on the line with me. How are you two doing tonight? All right,
2: Steve. Welcome back. Good.
1: Well, it's good to hear. It's It's great. Uh, great to have you guys back. I know we had, oh, wait a minute. Hang on. We also have Alex joining us on the line tonight. How are you doing
3: Alex? Good. Yeah. It's been so long. Good. Good to be back with you guys. <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh I know I know ob- obviously uh Lou you had uh you had last week off with uh with Easter uh c- celebrating Easter. Um yeah. But uh, yeah, we have uh we have a lot of stuff to get to. Uh first off, you know, I want to start with the NHL because the uh, well, we have we have obviously uh the Stanley Cup playoffs uh currently set to get underway. Uh, the Colorado Avalanche, they look to defend their Stanley Cup title, looking to uh be the first back to back champions since the Tampa Bay Lightning did a couple years ago. Yeah, but
2: that uh, was we... a bit of disadvantage.
1: What what was that, Lou?
2: A little bit of a disadvantage mean you'll be without Skog and that was a key factor last year, so I don't know how big they're probably gonna go without. Him.
1: Yeah, you know, it is definitely going to be an adjustment I think for them without Landeskog because he serves as a very vital role to yeah. that entire uh to that entire roster because I mean he's uh he's the assistant captain and obviously you know the big problem is is that he did not play all season so he's been dealing with uh with knee surgery I think it is and Uh, Ultimately, he did not play
2: the Did something happen?
1: Warning, the following podcast features views and opinions that are not representative of the collective views of the Whisper's groups. Some of these views may not be suitable for children. Accordingly, the producers and hosts of the MCE podcast must insist that no one attempt to take anything that is being said as representative of the views of any of the Whispers groups. Once again, apologize for that. Uh, I ended up accidentally disconnecting myself. I guess apparently, uh, but I am I am back on the line. Uh, as I as I was saying, uh, the uh, obviously, dealing dealing with no Landeskog is a huge, uh, you know, it is a huge issue for the Avalanche. But they got the Seattle Kraken in the first round here, and yeah. to, to Seattle, honestly, the, you know, they're not uh, they're not somebody to be taken lightly. I mean, th- th- even though they're oh. the first wild card. Even though they're the first wild card uh, in the Western Conference, they finished, I believe, with 100 points.
2: Yeah, and only their second year
0: wild card.
1: Uh, the second wild card was Winnipeg. I
0: don't
1: know. Yeah. Well, what were you
2: saying, Lou? It's a They've only done in their second year of existence.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's a, You know, it's a it's a huge accomplishment to begin with to have made it to the playoffs, especially when you consider what this team looked like last year. Uh, well, you know, it, honestly, it looked like right? an embarrassment.
2: What did the team look like last year? They're a typical expansion team, weak, pathetic, not expecting much of anything. So, uh okay. I mean, that was the expected. I mean, not every expansion team is going to be a Golden Knights team. That was a rare exception. But – Right, you know, but through, through I think of- that
0: the Kraken can be a Golden. Egg.
2: Well, yeah, now- I mean, it, it is possible.
1: It, it, it is possible that oh, we shit. could see. Uh, you know, we we did see the Golden Knights make it to the uh, make it to the Stanley Cup Finals their first year. Now, yes. obviously, yes, they ultimately did Players. Yeah, I mean, they did have they did have more experienced players at that time. Compared to the Kraken last year. Uh, but I mean, the, the Kraken improved by 40 points total in the standings and, uh, they had 19 more wins. Uh, last year they, they finished at 27, 49, and six compared to this year where they finished at 46, 28, and eight. And a big reason has to do with the, uh, w- with the, Emergence of Matty Beniers, their start, one of their starting centers, who uh-huh. has really become a young uh, a young asset for the team, and now I'm not you know I'm not I'm not exactly saying I don't I, I don't really think that uh, Seattle has the depth to take it all the way, but no. I think it I, I think it is a possibility that they could try and make a run. Uh, I think sure. they could be feared if they do get past Colorado. They could get. They could be. Uh, they could be feared. Uh, the main thing against Colorado is the fact that they don't have the goaltending they had last year.
2: No. Oh, no. is has got a the goalie then? No. He's
1: no. a uh, w- he's a left winger.
0: Okay. But...
1: Uh, in terms of who they had last year, uh, last year, of course, he's now on the Washington Capitals. I think it was Darcy Kemper. Uh, he was their he was their starting goaltender last year. Now they've had they've had I think Alexander Georgiev as one of the starters. Uh, previously, he was with the New York Rangers, if I recall correctly was and, and yeah and ultimately uh now you know he's uh he's the backup goaltender i think for the colorado avalanche but i mean darcy darcy kemper last year and it's it's weird because darcy kemper had maybe the worst goals against average of a stanley cup winning goaltender last year with the avalanche uh, despite putting up a 37-12 and 4 record last year with Colorado, uh, somehow, uh, you know, he went 16-10 and 4 in the playoffs uh, with a 2.57 goals against average. Now, granted, granted, you know, they won the Stanley Cup back then uh, last year, but they had everybody healthy. You know, this is. This is a bit of a different uh, Avalanche team because they don't have Nazem Kadri anymore and they don't have... uh, Because Nazem Kadri ended up going to Calgary, I think, and they don't have Darcy Kemper anymore. Instead, they have Georgiev and... uh, I believe their second goalie is... Huh. Wait a minute. Let me see if I can. Let me see if I can recall who it is. Because oh, Pavel Francouz. That's who it is. They they have uh, Pavel Francouz, uh, who literally just returned from an injury that kept him out for for two months. So, yeah. I would assume that maybe they may go with Georgiev in this series and. Honestly, it's kind of worrisome for me. I, I actually think Seattle might have a shot here. Well, I mean, it. let's start with you, Lou. Who who do you have taking uh, Colorado and uh, and Seattle in this matchup?
2: You know, actually, I have Seattle.
1: And you know, I would not be I would not be surprised at all if Seattle were oh. to uh, were to pull it off because they were one of the highest scoring teams in the league this year.
2: They were. That's how they were able to get there.
1: But the big the, – here's the big problem I see here, though, is that Colorado, you have just – you have so many weapons on Colorado that, uh, you know, it, it, it just seems like no matter how down they might be, they can easily come back within a span of a couple of minutes. And it's the same thing, too, with Carolina, uh, who we'll talk about later. Uh, Carolina is kind of the same, the same type of team. But Diane, who do you, who do you have in this uh, in this matchup between Colorado and uh, Seattle?
2: I'm leaving to the Kraken.
1: You got the you got the Kraken as well.
2: Yeah, I think so. All
1: right, uh, let me add Alex. Uh, back on here, uh, Alex. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to you. Who do you have uh, with Seattle and Colorado?
3: Yeah, I mean Seattle's kind of uh, fearless. They're, they're, no one really uh, is looking at them, going, "Oh yeah, they're gonna smoke them." So you know they're kind of playing with house money. They got nothing to lose. They got some dangerous weapons. I mean, it, I'm gonna pick the underdog. I think Seattle's talented. Uh, they can steal it. Uh, I'm going Seattle. I right, mean, we
1: t- we take a look at the overall stats. Uh, Colorado, they've scored 280 goals this year. They gave up 226. Uh, Seattle has actually scored slightly more goals, 289 goals. However, they've given up 30 more goals, given up uh, 256 goals this season. So, it's it, it is going to be a test for Seattle. However, I actually think that Colorado will pull this out. Uh, Colorado is more experienced. Seattle players,
0: uh,
1: you know. Uh, I, I granted that, granted Seattle does have experienced head coach with uh, with Gerard Golan. Or no, it's not Gerard Gallant. It's uh, Dave Haxtel actually. Uh, you know, Dave Haxtel does have a little bit of experience in the playoffs. He was the coach of the Philadelphia Flyers back when the Flyers were last in the playoffs back in twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen. Uh he's had yeah, th- that long that long ago. Uh but he do he does have uh in, in four in parts of four seasons with Philly he did make the playoffs twice. He's had, uh, of course, both of them were losses in the first round, but, uh, you know, he does have the experience of having been in the playoffs before. So maybe perhaps he'll be able to prepare his team for, for what they need to prepare for. Uh, but, I just, I just think that with Colorado, they have, they're coming off of uh, the Stanley Cup win last year, and honestly, they, they just, they have the experience edge. Yes. So, I'll go with Colorado in this. Um, let's go to our next, our next matchup. Uh, I think I know who everybody's going to be picking in this one. Uh, We have the New Jersey Devils against the New York Rangers, uh, number two against number three. And just to give a little stat line here, uh, New Jersey, 112 points this year, 52-22-8. They scored 291 goals, and they gave up 226 goals. As a matter of fact, let me check uh, just to confirm. I believe New Jersey – they were the third leading uh scoring you know, scoring team this year. Uh wow, holy hell. I'm actually I'm just looking at the I'm looking at the numbers here. Edmonton led the league in scoring with three hundred and twenty-five goals. Good. Thank you, Connor McDavid. Yeah, exactly. Uh literally Connor McDavid and uh And Leon Dreisaitl make up for, like, maybe a third of that. But uh, Boston came in second, and New Jersey was in third for goals scored this year. Uh, Goals against, 226 goals against. Compare that to the Rangers. The Rangers had 277 goals for and 219 goals against. So... Rangers may have that working in their favor, uh, that they're a bit of a more defensive team when it comes to when it comes to production. Uh in my opinion, you know, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go uh first on this. I like how New Jersey has played under Lindy Ruff this year. And
2: I That's just I kinda
1: of feel it is definitely a factor. Uh, because when you think when you think about it, uh, fans originally were calling for the heads of uh, New Jersey management. And at first, they were even calling for the oh, yeah. head of Lindy Ruff, too. And Oof. then, all oh, yeah. of a sudden, oh, yeah, but all of a sudden, they started getting on that hot streak, and... Basically, after that, you know, look uh, at where they are now. They're up. They're in the playoffs. So, uh, Lou, who do you have in this matchup?
2: Can I put the fifth here? Yeah, no, I, I hate to go against uh, some of the crowd here, but I'm going with the blue shirts.
0: The New York Rangers.
2: Yep. Yeah, you know, here's
1: the, here's the thing about New York. Any other series, I think I would po- I would probably pick them. The big knock against them is ever since they acquired Vladimir Tarasenko and Patrick Kane,
0: yeah. it
1: just doesn't seem like they've really gotten anything going. Like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, it's not like they're a well-oiled machine, so to speak.
2: Yeah. I'll tell you that, we got Damn. cheated on Thursday night, though. We got cheating. Oh, do I you think the bad.
0: referees play favorites
2: with the hockey teams? Yeah, they can play favorites in one sport. They can play favorites in all. Okay. Well, what well, do you, if you think? Want to talk about?
1: I mean, if you want to talk about playing favorites and referees, just wait till we get to baseball. I got a little bone to pick with uh, with uh the Yankees uh, for something that okay. happened earlier today. Okay, okay. But, but uh, Diane, who did? Uh, I mean, I know, I probably know who you're going to pick in this matchup: uh, New Jersey and uh, and the Rangers.
2: Well. He, if you're in Lou's show, so you have probably heard that I'm going with the Devils.
1: Yes. yeah, because because I know I know how much of a fan you are of the uh, of the Devils, so not not really much of a surprise uh, as far as the, as far as the Devils go. Uh, Alex, who who do you
3: have in this uh, in this matchup? I mean, I, I was torn. At, you know, Blues fan this afternoon, I was like, oh yeah, Rangers. Now the more I think about it, I mean. Yeah, I mean, you made a great point. I mean, the Rangers brought in some you know, expensive, kind of random pieces. It's not really looking like good chemistry. I mean, the, the Devils are tighter, more of a team, and, and you know the Devils are hungry. They're, they're 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 just waiting to try to knock the Rangers off. Yeah, I'm going Devils.
0: And by and the way, and, I mean, and, and,
3: and we said and and we said this a few different times through the months with with me and Lou and, and Diana and everyone. But I mean, yeah, you add all. these awesome weapons yeah the rangers defense is suspect so i think the devils are a more complete team
1: right and uh you know uh going going a little deeper into the devils uh jack hughes actually broke patrick Eliash's record his long-standing yeah. record for for the most points in the devils uniform uh finishing the season just short of 100 points with 99 points on the season uh for Jack Hughes. Forty three goals and fifty six assists. Uh finally putting Little together a season.
2: Go, what what was that, Lou? Little Brother did a good job too. Oh yeah, that's right.
1: Um uh Luke, his uh one of his one of his brothers actually, Luke Hughes, uh had had a goal and an assist in the uh the short two games that he had played and i think his third brother is on where vancouver
2: vancouver oh he's on the canucks yep
1: yeah uh because i because i know there are three hughes brothers and uh you know they made a whole thing about it when uh when the devils drafted luke uh but yeah quinn hughes actually had a pretty good season for Vancouver as well. Seven goals and sixty-nine assists uh, on that Vancouver blue line. I mean, hell, sixty-nine assists. I don't think I don't think uh, I've seen many defensemen get that high when it comes to uh, when it comes to assist yeah. production. Good lord! Say that again. But yeah, it was a long-standing record uh, that was originally set by Patrick Eliash, during the uh, the previous uh, decades of Devils dominance, uh, yeah. back with uh, back with Scotty Bowman and uh, uh, what's his name, Martin Brodeur as the yeah. uh, as the goaltender back then, uh, but Jack Hughes, you know, he's finally become the player that Devils fans were expecting. When the Devils uh, drafted him out of the U.S. Uh, men's team or out of the uh, U.S. development league, uh, and you know, definitely he's somebody to watch moving forward. You know, who who knows? He could potentially uh, prove to be a difference maker for the Devils as they look to uh, build or as they look to uh, keep a sustained winning team out there on the ice. Uh, let's see. Our next matchup, we will have the Carolina Hurricanes and the New York Islanders. Carolina finished atop the Metropolitan Division this year with a 52-21-9 record, good for 113 points, uh, 266 goals for, 213 goals against. As far as the Islanders go, uh, of course, they had that big trade for Bo, for uh, Bo Horvat. Uh, right before the trade deadline. Uh, they finished in the first wild card spot with a 42-31-9 record, good for 93 points, 243 goals for, 222 goals against. And honestly, you know, I actually believe the Islanders would have given the Bruins a lot bigger of a problem if the Islanders had faced off with the Bruins because for some reason – the Islanders have had the Bruins number, it seems, for uh, the last couple of years.
0: Well, yeah.
1: ultimately, though, you know, against Carolina, the problem is even with no Svechnikov, Carolina is still a buzzsaw. And they're one of those teams that, that have proven that even if they may be down by two goals, they can literally come back within the span of like four to six minutes which is what they did against Boston earlier this season. Uh, So... One of the few mistakes they made. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, the Islanders, yeah, they went for it, and they got Bo Horvat from the Vancouver Canucks, giving up uh, a first-round pick in Atu Roddy as part of the deal. But... The problem is with Matthew Barzell being uh, basically being on the outs, essentially with the Islanders. It's caused quite a bit of dysfunction amongst the team, and I honestly don't think that this—I uh, don't think that this series is going to be a long one. I mean, I hope I'm wrong, but I just don't see it. I think the, I think the Islanders go quietly. I wouldn't be surprised if the uh, Hurricanes sweep them.
2: It looks uh highly probable.
1: What are your thoughts, Lou?
2: I mean, yeah, the Islanders made a good effort of, you know, this year and whatnot, much to my chagrin. But uh I just don't see them being Carolina. The I think Carolina <laughs> is you know, too strong this year, They're one of the top I mean, only the I only, only the only the um Bruins have done better and they keep their guard up. Um it's gonna be a very short series for the Islanders. So, uh I think they're planning their um reservation on the golf course uh to be ready by about Friday.
1: What do you think, Diane, about this uh about this matchup? Uh Carolina and the New York Islanders.
2: I'm wrong with the Islanders.
1: Wow. I mean uh, that would be a, buddy a up there. Uh, I mean honestly that would be a colossal upset and Carolina, I honestly feel that if it, you know if you want to look at teams that have the potential to stop Boston with the record season that they had this year, I think Carolina is one of those teams that you have to look at.
0: Yeah. And
1: honestly, if Carolina gets upset or gets upset in the first round, I mean that would be a huge stunner to see them go down at the hands of, uh, of the islanders.
2: Well, it happened in Tampa.
1: It did happen to Tampa a couple of years ago. That's right. Uh, the Islanders ended up sweeping them, actually, that year. But uh,
3: what what are your thoughts on this matchup, Alex? Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to come down to the wire. I mean, both really good, hard-working teams. To could go either way. I mean, I think, um, I think Carolina's a little deeper. Islanders are really good. but I, I think at the end, a close one, I, I'm going Carolina.
1: Yeah, I you know, I would have to agree and especially when you take a look at their goaltending situation too. Uh obviously, you know, with the with the Islanders, the problem with the Islanders is that you don't know which goaltender you're gonna get. Are you gonna get the elite Sorokin or are you gonna get the Sorokin who gives up like three to four goals per game?
2: It's Isn't that the you know, NBA unknown
0: goaltenders. <laughs>
2: No.
1: Oh, so well, maybe we'll going, get someone else. I'm just going based oh. off of what I've seen this year.
2: Okay. Yeah, a. Bad and
1: thing. I mean, it might be. It might be also because of the fact that, you know, maybe I've been watching it because every time the Bruins face them, that might be a different situation. But I mean, you look at Sorokin's numbers this year: thirty-one wins, twenty-two losses, and seven overtime losses. Goals against average isn't bad, and neither is the save percentage, but I think I think it kind of speaks to how, honestly how bad the team is that he has a 31 and 22 record, uh, yet with only a 2.34 goals against average, which honestly is not that bad at all, and a save percentage of 92.4%. Where, I mean, if you go with Varlamov, Varlamov, uh, Varlamov is actually worse. 11-9-2 uh, record with a 2.7 goals against average and a wow. save percentage of
3: 91.3%. So, I mean, yeah, it's like it's like a degram, like no offensive support at all. It's like uh, yeah. incredible uh, save percentages, incredible athleticism, and then like the record's like, okay, almost like 500. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It yeah. seems not give, giving him nearly enough support.
1: Yeah, and uh as far as the Hurricanes go, they've split their time between three different goaltenders, uh Pyotr Kochikov, who is down in the AHL right now with the, uh, I think he's back with the with the Chicago Wolves. Uh, they also have Antti Ranta who was the well, he's Ranta. supposed to be the backup goalie but he has uh, 19 wins, three losses, and three overtime losses this year, uh, while Frederick Anderson, who's supposed to be the starter, had 21 uh, wins and 11 losses with one overtime loss. And honestly, the the only thing that's different between the Islanders and the Hurricane goaltenders, uh, apart from their records, is that the islanders have better save percentages compared to the hurricanes but uh, that could just that could just be a case of well the islanders have so much shots put on them that of course the save percentages are going to go up you know like i like i said i would be very surprised if uh if carolina drops this one
2: I think we all
1: need to stay a shocker that happens. yeah, now in the Atlantic Division, we have uh, starting with the Boston Bruins, they will take yeah, on Florida. the Florida Panthers uh, i know I know you discussed this on on your show or, uh, earlier, Lou. Uh, does anybody really give Florida a chance in this matchup?
2: Yeah have of anything a snow so in July. No they don't have a
1: chance I got the rules for the I mean just just taking a look at two at the two teams Florida they just barely got into the playoffs if it wasn't for pittsburgh uh suffering the mass the most massive of all brain farts to end the season uh Florida yeah. just squeaked in there at forty two thirty two and eight which is good for ninety two points they've scored 290 goals while also giving up 273 goals this year. Compare that to the Boston Bruins who finished with an NHL record, 65 wins, 12 losses, and five overtime losses, an NHL record 135 points uh, to go along with 305 goals for and 177 goals against. Now. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not bragging or anything, but honestly, you know, you take a, you you compare these two teams, and I I, I honestly don't really think there's much of a comparison. No, I mean,
2: not
1: at all. Florida's starting goaltender, Sergei Bobrovsky. Oh, <laughs> oh my God! You know, what? I'm looking at all of their goaltending stats right now. Let me give you the three goaltenders that are on Florida right now, and just listen to these stats. Alex Lyon, who finished the season off for Spencer Knight, who ended up going in into the uh, uh, the player uh, the player health and safety protocol, uh, having to do with his mental health, to end his season. Alex Lyon took over for Spencer Knight, and he finished with a nine-four-and-two record, oh. uh, with a with a two-point-eight-nine goals against average, and a oh. save percentage of ninety-one point four percent. Not bad. It's not bad, but it only gets worse from here. Mm-hmm. Then you have Sergei Bobrovsky who many people may remember from his time with either the Flyers or the Columbus Blue Jackets. 24 and 20 with three overtime losses, a goals against average of 3.07, and a save percentage of 90.1%. And then you have well, Spencer Knight, which I which I honestly don't think – I honestly don't think Spencer Knight is going to be coming back, but he finished with a 9-8-3 record with a goals against average of 3.18 and a save percentage of 90.1%. Mm. It's
2: a little weak, but it's right. still
1: pretty decent. I mean, they honestly, they would be better off with going with Alex Lyons. In my opinion, as the starter for the playoffs in this uh, in this in this series, but honestly, I kind of think that they're going to go with Bobrovsky.
0: Yes.
1: Now you take a look at the Bruins' numbers. Uh, Lena Solmark, who is, who everybody around the league considers to be the Vesna Trophy winner this year, uh, yeah. forty. A 40-win season, the first 40-win season since Pete Peters. Uh, 40 wins, six losses, and one overtime loss, uh, with a goals-against average of 1.89 and a save percentage of 93.8. Jeremy Swayman, his backup, had a 24-6-4 record with a goals-against average of 2.27, and a save percentage of ninety two percent. Uh combined these two won uh the William M. Jennings trophy which goes I think I think that's the right uh I think that's the right trophy I'm talking about here. Uh which goes to the best goalkeeper duo in the league.
2: So And I
1: mean just just to put it bluntly here, I'm kind of I, I would have to give this one to the Bruins, uh, just based oh. off of the, uh, goaltending. They have the they have the edge. Uh, forwards, I would say they have a deeper core of forwards when you consider how the scoring is spread out. Uh, they have, I mean, I mean, yeah, you know. Uh, Florida has a couple of 70, uh, 70 point getters. They have and they have, uh, somebody who had 109 points. Uh, they have a 67 point getter, but then it starts dropping after that. Uh, Boston, meanwhile, they have a whole bunch of 50 point getters, a 67 point getter and a 113 point getter. So, I mean, just, just honestly, looking at these two squads, I would be very surprised if Boston ends up going the way of Tampa Bay and losing in the first round Not to uh, to the Florida Panthers here. Not a chance. You don't. Know, you don't think. You don't think uh, there's a, there's any chance of that happening, Lou? Ah,
2: please. They've going all year. They're unstoppable. Yeah, only you've got to stop is they get, they get caught with a bulldozer.
1: I mean, hell, that's quite the way to put it. But, uh, you know, honestly, you're probably right. Uh, the whole entire team would basically have to be wiped out. Uh, what yeah. What are your thoughts, Diane? Who do you have in this matchup Boston. between Boston and Florida?
2: I have Boston.
1: And, Alex, what about you? Do you think we could see a second uh, – a second coming of the, uh, of the Tampa Bay collapse or do you think, or do you think Boston will, uh, will break that curse?
0: Are
3: you there? I was, uh, taking care of something. What what was the question? Uh,
1: the, between Boston and Florida, do you think, uh, do you think we could see a second coming of the, uh, of the Tampa Bay collapse from a couple of years ago when Tampa Bay had that huge record, or do you think Boston will break that curse?
3: Yeah, I mean, anything's possible, right? I mean, I I would say, I mean, the underdog, less pressure, playing with kind of half money, just having fun. Pressure to be on Boston. Yeah, I mean, if they jump out to a 1-0 lead or a 2-1 lead, yeah, I mean, I'd put it like 20% chance. But, yeah, I mean, overall, I think Boston's going to win maybe six, Or five. I could I honestly I could see that. I could yeah, see we, that because we, we there we have just, been we just they do that in uh, Cleveland. You steal the first game, it turns the whole uh you know, bracket upside down. You're I right. Mean, if they go back home. You know what I mean? It's like you gotta steal one on the road and go back home. Right. Uh, now, on to our next, on to our next uh,
1: matchup. We have the Dallas Stars meeting up with the Minnesota Wild. Uh, Dallas, they finished with a 47-21-14 record, good for 108 points, uh, 285 goals for, 218 goals against. Minnesota finished 46-25-11 for 103 points, 246 goals for, 225 goals against. And honestly, looking at these two teams right now, I mean, I love Marc-Andre Fleury, but I think I'm going with the Dallas Stars on this one. Uh, Dallas, it really seems like uh, they have quite the gem in in Jake Ottinger out there in net. And obviously, uh, Tyler Sagan and Jamie Benn are still at the top of their games. Joe Pavelski has seemingly had a career resurgence. And uh, Jason Robertson is obviously their young phenom uh, with 109 points on this season. I think I'm going with Dallas in this matchup. So what are your thoughts on this one, Lou?
2: Yeah, I guess to take your thing for me, it's old Minnesota versus uh, the the old stars against the current stars. Because as you know, Uh was was a team called the Minnesota North Stars, and they moved to Dallas. Now you have the Minnesota Wild, so it's kind of like a kind of like a paradox here. But uh, I'm gonna go with the Dallas Stars.
1: What are your what are your thoughts, Diane? Who do you have uh, in this matchup between uh, between both versions of the Stars?
2: Uh, the Stars, Dallas Stars.
1: So. Okay. Okay. I mm-hmm. I, I, assu- I assumed you were going with Dallas, but um what are what are your thoughts, Alex? Who who do you
3: have in this uh in this matchup? Yeah, I don't want to be too corny. I know I know Lou really appreciated my uh, dancing with the stars uh comment in the mm-hmm. afternoon. So yeah, you know, I just I, I literally just looked out the window, it's in the stars. No okay. so no one line is left. <laughs> no one line is line. <laughs>
2: Well stake, I go I a mistake. about Carlos making with the Cosmos? Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah.
1: And honestly honestly though, I mean you take a look at you take a look at these two teams and Minnesota, they just don't have that scoring punch. You know, Kaprazov yeah, is oh, their oh. main scorer, uh, seventy five points on the year. Matt Zucarello with fit, or not fifty seven, sixty seven. Uh Matt Goldie had sixty three. What was that?
2: Come back to the Rangers. We can
1: use it, all. Oh, yeah, I know. Honestly, I'm still surprised he even left New York to begin with. Um, Matter of fact, I remember seeing him when he played for the Hartford Wolfpack, actually. Uh,
2: Okay.
1: Matt Boldy had 63 points. Joel Erickson Eck had 51. And then it drops off drastically from there. Uh, with the next leading scorer having 38 points. So, it, you know, it just – Minnesota doesn't have the depth uh, offensively compared to Dallas. So I, th- I I really do think that Dallas will take this one. Then we have our final two matchups, uh, first with – the Vegas Golden Knights who were the winners of the Western Conference uh, for the regular season taking on the Winnipeg Jets and this is with their new head coach Bruce Cassidy who I believe became the first head coach to have back-to-back seasons where they've won fifty or where they won 50 games or more uh, with two different teams in back-to-back seasons. That's the first time in NHL history that that's happened. Yeah. And it's funny because I originally said that I thought, I thought the Bruins were making a, making a mistake by getting rid of them. Little did I know that uh, his replacement, Jim Montgomery would basically spark the Bruins to get the, uh, to get all the regular season records. So uh but I do believe I think Vegas will take this one i just i think they're way too well rounded uh, compared compared to winnipeg uh winnipeg has uh has quite a few problems offensively, and they're in a little bit of a flux, so to speak yeah, what are your
2: thoughts on this one Lou? No just a clarifier which series are we doing here?
1: Uh, Vegas and Winnipeg.
2: Golden Knights. They're back. They had a one-season slump last year. But I don't know why, but they finally went back this year. So I don't see any reason why they're not collapsed to here. I'm going with Knights.
1: Yeah, and not just that, but they also got out of cap hell too. So uh, that definitely that definitely helps things. Uh, obviously, getting rid of Max Pacioretty was a big uh, a big boost, if anything, for them. Uh, Diane, what are your what are your thoughts? Who do you have in this matchup between the Vegas Golden Knights and the and uh the Winnipeg Jets? Golden Knights. Now, Alex, what about you? Yeah, I'm
3: gonna go uh I'm gonna go Vegas.
1: Yeah, I would be very surprised, honestly, if Vegas uh does not take this somehow. All right, uh now our final matchup sees the Edmonton Oilers led by Connor McJesus and Leon Draisaitl, yeah, yeah. taking on the LA Kings. And I mean I'll just I'll just say this right now, despite Edmonton's poor goaltending, uh they definitely score a lot to make up for it. So uh that and i still don't understand why they made i mean i understand why they made the trade to get matias ekholm but uh i don't understand the assets that they gave up in order to make that happen so right i still still though i am going to go with the edmonton oilers uh in this one i just think with la you know it, ju- it just isn't going to be the same not having jonathan quick there and all- Honestly, you know, Phoenix Copley, I don't think he has the playoff experience compared to – actually, let me check. Yeah, no, he doesn't even have any playoff experience. This is where I think losing Jonathan Quick is going to hurt the L.A. Kings. Hmm. Because Jonathan Quick, let's not forget, he gave the L.A. Kings two uh, Stanley Cup championships.
2: Yeah, yeah, I guess the Rangers in 2014, yep. Yeah. So – I mean, I, I just,
1: I, I think the Edmonton Oilers are going to be are just going to be too much for them. I mean, you take a take a look at McDavid, take a look at Drysaito Hell, take a look at Nugent Hopkins. They have three players that have a hundred or more points in this season, and actually, almost four players. Zach Hyman had eighty-three points, so. I, I, I just I, honestly I think uh barring a massive choke job, uh I think Edmonton's gonna gonna run away with this. At least with this series as far as it goes. What are your thoughts, Lou?
2: I'll put three put three in two words. Hell yeah. words. Hell yeah.
1: All right, who do you who do you have, Diane? for this one oilers all right and alex yeah i'm going to oilers i don't think it's i don't think it's any surprise i think the big surprise if anything and it would be unfortunate for Connor mcdavid but uh if edmonton were to somehow choke again which I mean, honestly, I wouldn't say it's out of the realm of possibility when you consider their goaltending. Uh, honestly, hasn't been hasn't been all that superb. I mean, Stuart Skinner he had he had 29 wins this year uh, in net, but if I remember, he was probably one of the uh, one of the highest scored upon goaltenders. I think. In uh, in the league, actually, let me double check. Yeah, I mean he had a 2.75 goals against average as their starter, with a 29-14 and five record. And then Jason Campbell wasn't any better, despite a 21-9 a 21-9 and four record. He had a goals against average of 3.41, and a save percentage of 88.8%. So needless to say. You know, despite despite the uh, – it, it was basically the – because of the offensive production that they had gotten uh, was a big reason for the Oilers having as many wins as they did this year. All right, now we move from the – NBA, or I mean NBA, the NHL playoffs, now over to the NBA playoffs where we have a few games already uh, already in the books, and one of them is actually still underway with the Golden State Warriors, the sixth-seeded Golden State Warriors currently holding a six-point lead over the third-seeded Sacramento Kings, 61 to 55 at the half. But Let's go back to earlier uh, in today's uh, matchups. First, with the Philadelphia 76ers beating the Brooklyn Nets by 20 points, 121 to 101.
2: Yeah. And,
1: I mean, honestly, you know, just just looking at this matchup, I really thought – now, granted, there's this has only been one game, but I, I honestly thought that Brooklyn was going to be – a little more competitive compared to uh, compared to what we ended up seeing here. But, you know, I think Philly, you know, they just have way too many weapons when compared to Brooklyn. And I said this on your show earlier, Lou, that it just seems like once they got rid of Durant and they got rid of Irving, they basically killed any chance that they had of potentially contending this year. Yeah. I mean, did you did you get the chance at all to watch uh, to watch the game earlier? I certainly did.
2: Look, I, I'm not well, thinking right now. It's only one game. These two are division rivals. They know each other. They, you know, they're in close. They're in close proximity. I think this series is far from over. Okay, Philly so got the first game, but it's not going to be as easy as it thinks it's going to be. So for Dallas, I'm like, oh well. Still, uh the Sixers destroyed them. Look, when the Nets come back to Brooklyn, they're gonna get right back in it. So, forget all about this? It's gonna be, you know, like a, a quick, easy series. No. Not yes.
3: So you I mean, still, you Sixers, still think Brooklyn Sixers will
2: probably win, but the but the Nets will make it a series.
1: Okay, so you so you think you think the Sixers will win, but but the Nets will make it a will make it a series. Uh, Absolutely. All right, what what are your thoughts, Diane, on this uh on this matchup with uh with Philly and Brooklyn? Do you think that this is going to be a runaway by Philly or do you think uh do you think like like Lou that uh that Brooklyn will have a chance here? Brooklyn. Oh, she's going with Brooklyn. Okay. Um
3: Alex, I I assume you probably you probably saw part of the game uh, yeah. earlier, right? Yeah, and I, I'm a great fan. I've always kind of been like the optimist about, hey, you know, they did get some good young players back. But yeah, I mean, they're probably not ready this year. Hey, they were they were handcuffed. You know, Kyrie and Duran are like, you know, two divas in the same pod. One wants to go, then the other one's getting traded. It's like when they said they wanted to go, they had to move them. So, I mean, th- that put Brooklyn and their management in a very tough spot. Yeah, when when you have to move a superstar within 24 hours, you're not going to get another superstar back. So, yeah, I I love Bridges. I love Cameron Johnson. But, yeah, I mean, they're a year or two away. Philly's Philly's more established, more talented. I mean, Philly's the pick. Right, and to be fair, let's take a
1: look look at some of the – what some of those players that they acquired – uh, did in this yeah. game. Uh, Cam Johnson, 18 points, four rebounds, two assists. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith didn't really show up, only six points, one rebound. Uh, it, it barely even looks like he even played. Uh, Macau Bridges, though, did show up, 30 points, five rebounds, one assist. Uh, and Spencer Dinwiddie, 14.7 assists, three rebounds, which is kind of normal considering his type of production. Uh yeah. they did also get they did also get ten points from Seth Curry off the bench and Joe Harris though, only three points. This uh, is a guy yeah. who and also also Cam Thomas barely uh barely played either uh for the Mets. But Joe Harris though, this is a guy who at one point, was Brooklyn's sharpshooter out of the starting yeah. lineup?
3: Yeah. And I mean, he's a now pure shooter. Also, he he he, hit, he can hit like nine threes in you know thirty minutes if he gets going. And it just it just seems like ever since
1: he got injured,
3: he completely fell yeah. off of the face of the NBA earth. He, he, yeah, he slowed down a little bit. I mean, definitely, unfortunately, it's definitely uh, impacting him overall. Oh yeah, it's definitely impacted
1: him, and you know he he has not been the same player at all since so, uh, no.
3: since he got injured. Uh, I, I think like, it was, I like was it. Guy, the guys great teammate, You know he hustles, uh, shares the ball, and he's not afraid to shoot. He's a talented guy. I mean, yeah, but when he came back, it's like oh man, uh, you know Joe's uh 65 you percent know, of what he used to be. So when you put him out of the right. court in more than like five, five minutes, you know the other team, especially in the playoffs, they're gonna, they're gonna attack him. It's you know, kind of a kind of a liability, unfortunately. Can't really hide him. Yeah. If he's not hitting shots, he's probably costing you on defense. Right.
1: Uh, let's see some of the uh, some of the. What did uh, what what did Ben so, Simmons let's... have?
3: Three temper tantrums and uh, two turnovers, or what, what, what were Simmons? Um,
1: no, Ben Simmons is done for the year. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, he's, 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 he's always uh, he's best utilized in sweatpants. Yeah. He's been he's been done for the year and it sound it sounds like they're trying to offload his contract but no team wants him.
3: So trying to arrest him for a theft of contract. <laughs> yes. God. Chris. Yeah.
1: I mean the the guy the, the guy the guy got paid massively and then all of a sudden he basically checked out, just basically yeah, said, I mean, I'm he, not he, to, I'm not doing he that. Probably
3: should right. have a, he probably should just wear a ski mask, you know, to practice, but whatever, yeah. just keep. Oh, right. Man, he's, remember that? I mean, they were so like, okay, we're gonna turn it around, and he was all talking about it. But he, I don't feel good. Okay, two weeks later, uh, I'm injured. His teammates were like, all right, this guy's full of it. I mean, enough. You know what? Yeah, I mean, he's he, total fraud. I'm sorry. Very talented, six foot ten lefty. Yeah, just totally, I mean, fraudulent. Uh, but lo- looking at
1: some of the uh, some of the stat lines, though, uh, first for, or, or going over to Philly. Uh, Tobias Harris, 21 points, 4 assists, 4 rebounds. Joel Embiid, leading the way, 26 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists. Also had 2 blocks and 1 steal. Uh, James Harden, 23 points, 13 assists, 4 rebounds. Uh, Tyrese Maxey, 13 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists. Also 3 steals in the game. And it's yeah. kind of also it's kind of also telling when you have Paul Reed putting up 11 points on you off of the bench uh, yeah. when he's normally one of the uh, deep bench guys for Philly uh, when you have him putting up 11 points on you in uh, in the
3: game that it just shows how much you suck honestly yeah. that's the the human victory cigar. If he lights it up, you, you know, case closed. You're, you're losing. He's like the equivalent of Brian Scalabrini going. Yeah, out, Scalabrini uh, hits like you know hits like a double double. Wow. You're definitely losing for at least a week straight. Yeah, it's it's like <laughs> the equivalent of when the
1: Celtics when when the Celtics would send out Brian Scalabrini to play <laughs> during the 2008 season whenever uh, yeah.
3: whenever they would be ahead by so much. It's like a huge uh, statement. It's, it's a really earth, earth-shifting statement. Yeah, when Scali goes in, everything's done. But anyways, who, who do you have in this
1: uh, in this matchup, Alex? Do you think uh, Philly is just going to sail, or
0: yeah. do you think uh, yeah. do you think Brooklyn
3: yeah. has a shot? Yeah, and, you, and and you know I keep beating that drum. Yeah, but I, I mean I I, I like what's uh, what the Nets. take, they're you know they're handcuffed. I, Bridges could be a superstar. Um, Johnson's like, yeah, like maybe the third-best player on the team. But, I mean, Bridges, Bridges is a max player. I think he's awesome. So, yeah, I mean, they're they, never going to get equal return for Durant and Kyrie. But they had to do what they had to do. So, I mean, but right now, I mean, you know, moving pieces. They're not used to each other. Joe Harris is kind of injured. Ben, ben Simmons is I mean, yeah, Philly's a lot more reliable, veteran, talented. I mean, yeah, I mean, Philly should probably win it in four or five games. I mean, the Nets are just not in a good place. They, they got to at least have an off season and you know gel and come back, with, you know, with a couple draft picks and reload. Yeah, they it's definitely a, a big work in progress uh, for
1: the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, obviously, you know, there's always the possibility that Brooklyn may come back around.
0: Yeah. And. Yeah,
3: but, absolutely. You know, they, I'm we, not productive, Steve. I mean, they've shown like there were a couple games, Lou, early on when they first made that trade, where they were, like, on fire, getting winning, you know, bridges. They were all hitting threes, celebrating. I mean, they have the potential. I just I don't think they're going to, you know, do it in the playoffs this year. Maybe next year.
1: Probably. Right. I mean, let, let's not forget, they also the, – the, they will have that massive money off of their,
3: uh, you know, off of their books. Oh, I didn't think of that. So, I mean I like that core. Right? They they got to add a few more pieces, but hey, the draft maybe one or two free agents and I mean the Nets have four or five really good players. The next year they might have 6 or 7. So, I I mean it, it is a possibility that may, you
1: know, maybe perhaps we'll see uh
3: we'll see Brooklyn
1: start to and and I think I think too I think Joe Harris is coming off of the books too. So, uh yeah.
3: You know there yeah, there it's is it's going, going to be coming off of uh, Simmons getting kicked out of the league or I don't know what his contract is. It's going to be banned. Yeah, I
1: have I have a feeling that they're going to find they're going to find some uh, they're going
3: to find some way to get to get rid of him. Yeah, Adam Silver is just banning him from basketball. Yeah. All right, ben, we've had, we've had enough. You're not allowed back. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, now going
1: over to the Boston Celtics against the Atlanta Hawks earlier, uh, where Boston had as much as a 30-point lead over the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, Boston ultimately mm-hmm. took game one, 112-99, uh, fresh off of uh, big performances by Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Derek White out of the, uh, out of the starting five bringing up some of the stat lines here for the Celtics. uh, One of of
3: many awesome role players. I mean, they have so many guys that can step up along with Caden Brown. I mean, they're loaded.
1: Yeah. And also another thing, too, is Grant Williams didn't even play. Robert Uh, Williams Williams played instead off of the bench. Uh, Grant Williams, uh, I don't know if he's dealing with an injury or whatnot, but he didn't even play in this matchup. Uh huh. Yeah, I mean, this is I mean, a guy who's looking for.
3: He's looking yeah, for a
1: twenty million dollar contract. Wow. Uh, by by twenty million, I mean twenty million per season. Sorry, bud. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, good, good luck. Not here. With, yeah. With
3: the stats you put up this year, with the stats go you find, put up this year, no shot. Yeah, go out, go out in there and find it. You're not getting here.
2: Yeah, how are you?
1: But uh, Jalen Brown led the way today, 29 points, 12 rebounds, 3 assists, as he looks to potentially secure himself the Supermax uh, extension coming up if he ends up being named to the All-NBA team potentially. Uh, Mm -hmm. Jason Tatum with 25 points, 11 rebounds, and 2 assists for himself. Uh, Derek White, 24 points, 7 assists, 5 rebounds on the night. Uh, we had Robert Williams off the bench, 12 points, eight rebounds, two assists in wow. his first playoff game since, uh, well, of course, since the NBA Finals collapsed last year. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon, uh, one of the frontrunners for the NBA Sixth Man of the Year Award, had only five points off of the bench, uh, most of them from free throws. Uh, Marcus Smart, 11 points, seven assists seven rebounds and Al Horford with six points and nine rebounds along with two assists. Uh, but, you know, it, it's funny that a lot, a lot of people shit on Al Horford when yet yeah. uh, even though he's not putting up the points he used to put up, uh, he's still probably one of the most effective players out there on the, on the court when it comes to spread, when it comes to, uh, to opening up the, uh, you know, opening up the
3: offensive lanes. Yeah, he's a smart player. He, he's a winning player. I mean, good teams, smart teams appreciate him. They, they don't look at stats. I mean, they look at Horford. He's a leader. He's great defense, unselfish, does the little things. Yeah, I mean, he's not who he used to be, but he's still a very good player. And then you have time. I mean, they're, this is the deepest selfish team in the last 15 years. Uh, they're 12 deep. Yeah,
1: I mean, you can you could probably see. Obviously, we only saw eight players play tonight, but you could, uh, of those who didn't play, you could potentially see Luke Cornett, Mike Muscala, Peyton Pritchard, uh, Grant Williams, maybe even Blake Griffin have a little bit of
3: playing time uh, in the playoffs moving forward potentially. Yeah, I mean, they're loaded. If someone's struggling or someone fouls out, or, you know, of course, if someone gets injured. They, they don't even worry about it. I mean, they're, they're just loaded. The next guy oh, will come right in. Right. I and mean, there's there's good players waiting to play.
1: Yes. Now over over on Atlanta's side, uh, DeJuante Murray was basically the uh, lead production for him uh, or for them. Twenty four points, eight rebounds, six assists. Uh, Trey Young, sixteen points, eight assists, three rebounds. Uh, Clint Capela and John Collins both had 12 points. Uh, Capela had eight rebounds and Collins had four, which is kind of kind of weird considering that they're the two biggest guys that uh, that Atlanta has. That that literally shows you uh, how out rebounded they were by Boston. Uh, let's see. We also had uh, DeAndre Hunter with 11 points, three rebounds, and two steals. Bohan, Bogdano- Bohan? No, Bogdan Bogdanovich with nine
3: points, four rebounds, and four assists off of the bench. Yeah, talented player. I mean, just weird roster. I mean, I'm sorry, man. I know he's incredibly talented. Whenever I tune in and watch the Hawks, uh, Trey Young's either yelling at someone. He's, he's, he never plays defense. But he's probably complaining about two or three different – he always yells at Bogdanovich. And, uh, you know, he's always, like, pissed off. And he's launching like forty foot threes, like with two guys on him. And he never plays. I mean, I don't know. He's a little bit erratic. I think he's really overrated. Oh, no. and then, and, then, and they're not happy, and he wants to leave. Yeah, they're they're they don't have good chemistry. I mean, they're getting rocked by the Celtics. Yeah,
1: and there was there was one three that he had taken back from him because of a uh, a charge call, uh, thanks to Marcus Smart. Uh, and uh, you know that's the thing about Smart. Even though, even though I hate some of his uh, some of his shooting displays, uh, he knows he knows when to pull that trigger for a, to uh, to get a charge called. Uh,
0: yeah, you know
1: he's, he's probably one of the best players in the league to get that done at at whatever specific
3: time you needed uh, you needed accomplished. Yeah, and and we were mentioning uh, earlier this afternoon, Steve. I mean, he's the perfect – I mean, let's face it, he's tougher and a lot stronger. He can bully Trey Young. Trey Young's kind of soft and and sulking and, you know, Marcus Smart's a warrior. He's like, all right, I'll just take this guy out. I mean, Trey Young might average, uh, you know, 15 points a game this this series if they get swept. I mean, Marcus Smart can just erase him. Right,
1: and you know, also I think another thing too is it doesn't really help that Quinn Snyder didn't have much of a sh- didn't have much of a chance to build this Atlanta Hawks team, considering Nate yeah. McMillan was the head coach most of the year.
3: It, it, you know, coaching or a player, you know, it's almost like a coaching version of the Nets. So they're like on the run. They're like totally getting a facelift, and the next thing you know, they're in the playoffs. They don't really have a good shot.
0: Yeah.
3: Right and
1: uh actually the odds uh sort of uh, sort of showed that before uh action began today the, the uh Hawks were considered to be one of the lowest uh, teams in terms of uh in
3: terms of betting odds so uh
1: and not even top- the odds
3: makers really think yeah and, and with his shot selection his lack of leadership he's always pouting and yelling like he's not a leader I'm, i wouldn't be surprised if you know Trey Young goes somewhere else he just doesn't seem like a leader Right. Well, uh, what do are, what are your thoughts,
1: Lou, on this uh, on this series? Do you think it's a uh, it's a foregone conclusion that Boston will uh, that Boston will take it, or do you think Atlanta still has a shot at potentially coming back?
2: I seriously, John, I think this is Boston for the taking.
3: And Alex, I would assume yeah, you probably you probably Boston. I love what Lou I love said. I might you know be a little bit uh, you know liberal and say, hey, you know what. You know, maybe back home. Again, crazy type of guy he'll score 80 points. He'll score 80 points, and it doesn't matter. So they could be down, like, facing elimination. Trey will score 50, and they'll they'll win one game. And then the next game, Boston will smoke them. I mean, they might get one game. Right. I mean, little...
2: Go ahead, Lou. <laughs> no, I just made a little joke like that. But uh, I really don't – I just really don't see how – Hawks are going to measure up to the Celtics here. I mean, but however, yeah. uh, the fire result gets to be a little bit better, though, uh, for the Hawks. I mean, they were getting blown out in the second, third quarter by about 20, 25 points, and they made a respectable finish out of it. Yeah. Right. You know, the,
1: pro- the problem is, is that the Celtics usually play better when they're on the run, when they're when they're putting pedal to the metal and, you know, they're consistently on the move, uh, on when they go. decide to slow the game, when they decide to slow the game down and try to bleed out the clock, which is exactly what they were trying to do in the fourth quarter,
3: uh, right. that
1: is what that is literally what allowed Atlanta to come back <laughs>
3: into the game. Right. That's the defense Don't change what's working. Go with what works. Just pedal to the metal. Exactly.
2: Yeah, any, anybody will tell you that.
1: Exactly. But you know, that's that's Joe Missoula's way okay. of uh
3: of of uh that's Joe Missoula's way of coaching for some reason this season. Joe uh, Joe way, way of, of, of uh for ten minutes a game channeling Matt Patricia. <laughs> <It's an> athlete <laughs> really? brain kind of, party. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> kind of. I mean that that is a that is a pretty good analogy, uh but I, I, you know, I'll I'll say I'll say this though. Uh Missoula has had quite a few. Like, like for example, he knows exactly when the perfect time is to challenge a play. Hey, he's an awesome guy.
3: Yeah, he has a little, you know, brain freeze. We all do. He's a great coach. Yeah, yes.
2: Yeah. But still, you know,
1: I mean, you could get worse. You could have worse than Missoula.
3: As I can imagine coach, that. Right so. before the right before the season started. You know, they were so close last year. They added some weapons. Like, dude, now we're really going to win it. And the huge controversy, oh, my God, the dark cloud. Oh, who's going to be the coach? Missoula. And he just comes in, and they're flying, man. They're better than last year. I, amazing coaching job. Yeah, and Damon
1: Stoudemeyer Damon also uh, coached a few games, too. Uh, their former right. assistant coach, now now he moved, uh, he moved back to uh,
3: college, I think. He ended up getting yeah, a college head coaching spot. Mighty Mouse, Bla- yeah. Blazers point guard, Rasheed Wallace, Sabonis, Pippen. But uh,
1: yeah, it, you know, M- Missoula. He's he's one of the uh, he's one of the finalists for Coach of the Year. But honestly, I think it's going to go to Mike Brown of Sacramento, considering
3: you know it's, it's, the like, fact it's that like some year, some some years is like three or four. Like uh, uh, I guess he'll, he'll get this. Literally, like those are two of the best coaching jobs in last. Five years. They both really deserve yeah. it. I mean, Mike Brown, made Kings out of nothing first year. Missoula, you know, kept kept the great team afloat. I, you probably got to go with Brown because no one expects Kings yeah. to be good. You just have to exactly. go with him.
1: Exactly. You know, that's, uh, that's why, uh, and you know, I was looking at the media uh, tallies as they were coming in early in the week,
3: and Mike Brown was basically blowing everybody out
0: uh yeah.
3: yeah in the early I think, I think, cali- he's, I think so. he's been fired he's been, he's been fired two or three times and you know he kind of yeah. like dialed it back got humble like all right I'll be an assistant for like I think like four years with Steve Kerr all right get one yeah. more shot and then boom he goes to the Kings where it's like you know where careers go to die. like wow you really want that head coaching job and he shows up and, and now they're awesome I mean, great yeah. job great job my brother right uh, next uh, up we helps, have, it also helps when you, it also helps when you have Sabonis and Fox and the Kings have a really nice roster, but I mean, he's doing a great job.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It does help when you, when you have, uh, when you have stars to work with, but also at the same time, uh, I mean, let's, let's, you know, let's be honest. You take a look at that. You take a look at Sacramento and yeah. nobody expected
3: them to even be in the playoff picture period. Yeah, and 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 I love what you said. I mean, look at look at the past several months that they're all overachieved. like Fox and Sabonis. These talented guys, they're all playing their best basketball ever under Mike Brown. So yeah, I mean, he, he's maximizing their talent.
1: And it's not just that, but they also won the Pacific Division
3: too, over Phoenix, that's, that's, over that's LA, it. over Golden yeah. State. I mean, I don't know. You got? I'm sure you guys remember. I mean. They were so awesome. They, they should have won one or two rings. They always were battling the Lakers, who the refs were in bed with. But, I mean, remember, So, yeah, exactly. Sojakovich, White Chocolate. Um, damn, I can do yeah. you know, Nine or ten good players. Yeah. Christie. There's mm-hmm. some other studs. Oh, obviously, C-Webb. Yeah, I mean, Jason Williams. That was a fun team. Yeah, but since then, man, they just they went down the toilet. And then Divac and then, uh, takes over. Okay, great, Bloody. All right, we're not going to take uh, Donkic. <laughs> We'll take like I mean they had some horrible picks, but now like they're finally back, yeah uh, I mean they were they did have some pretty fucking
1: cringe where the
3: uh draft pitching, like the last like uh, two or three years yeah two or three years in a row, they passed Donkic and like two other superstars like in a row
1: I mean it's you know it, it just it just had you shaking your head. But somehow they ended up making the playoffs this year. So,
0: yeah.
1: And not just as a regular well, uh, playoff yeah. team, as a division leader, as a division winner.
3: And, I mean, and this is big, you know what I mean? It's like we're coming out, for, you know, Saturday night, we're back. I, I don't think yeah. it's not going to be good if they lose this game at home. Then then you might be talking about 3-0, 4-0, Golden State. And Kings got to win this game if they really want to be legit.
2: Yeah, well, you know. You, you can't
3: know, lose the game it's, it's like on I
1: game said, one on the home floor. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like I said earlier today on Lou's show. Uh, Golden State is in the playoffs. Sacramento has no shot.
3: Exactly. They can beat anyone. The Golden State's not worried. They'll play in uh, Russia or wherever you want to play. They don't need home court. I mean, the Kings really got to work I mean, hard and, and try to go up one
1: yeah, I mean they say they say you know Golden State is a uh, despite having an eleven and thirty road record this year they're a sixth seed. I'm sorry, I'm not buying that they're only yeah. a sixth seed. Yeah,
3: yeah, they're just despite they're just eight. Eight. Yeah. Yeah. and they, they don't worry about their seed. They're, okay, we're in. Okay, we can beat anyone. Thank God we're in. Now we can beat anyone. Exactly. It's you know I'm I'm not buying it at all that. They don't, they don't lose sleep over a uh, home court right so
1: you know i still and you know j- just going off of uh off of this uh, right now i i actually even though it's a 4 point game right now uh 4 point lead for golden state i just
3: i have golden state winning this well i'm sorry it was a 4 yeah. point lead now it's a 7 point lead I mean, they're playing better right now, and you know, you know. Again, Sacramento's so amped up. This is like the Super Bowl. This is their coming out party. They're back, and I mean, I, this is this is bigger than just one game. I really think the Kings have to win tonight if they're going to have any chance. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if they if they lose this game, they're going to be deflated. Golden State can win by twenty the next two games. Right. They got all this energy. You know, they got to get the job done tonight. I mean, it doesn't help
1: that De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk are your two leading
3: scorers in this game. I mean, Monk, give me a break. She's like 5'30". Yeah. He's not I – mean, Kevin Herter I like from Maryland, the, the redhead. Um, yeah, I mean, Monk's like a gimmick. I wouldn't be relying on him in a big game in the playoffs. Whatever. Even Herder though. Her, Herter's
1: been horrible this game. Uh, he's,
3: yeah, he's hot and cold, too.
1: Only oh, six points. Not just not just that, but key, uh the rookie Keegan Murray is experiencing uh NFL rookie jitters. Or not NFL, yeah. uh NBA rookie jitters.
3: Uh yeah. with
1: only two points in his playoff debut here.
3: Yeah, I mean I mean Fox I mean uh Clay Thompson, yeah, respect the guy's got like five thick knees and Darren Fox can't even get by him. Like the the Kings are just playing scared.
1: That I'm, I mean, I'm looking at some of these three point attempts, and it's just weird. Like the it, look, it looks weird. The, well, the you know the uh, original shots look good, but then you see the ball as it as it gets to the hoop, and it's like that doesn't even look anywhere. That doesn't even look anything
3: like the angle that they had shot it at. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like almost like Ben Simmons trying to make a layup. Just looks really distorted and weird. It's
1: it's it's almost like what the <laughs> fuck is going on, where like somehow the ball becomes disfigured or something a- after it's been shot, <laughs> and it's on its way in. It's on its way through the air towards the hoop, and yeah. it it. it, it it's almost like something that looks like a guaranteed three-point make, and then it gets it changes trajectory,
3: and then it almost breaks the backboard. And it's really ugly, and you're like, "What just happened?"
1: Yeah, it's. I mean, it's yeah. it's just honestly, some of their shot attempts have been ridiculous.
3: I mean, yeah, um, I mean, let's, okay. I mean, Fox. The, I mean, the bonus. I mean, look at the Kings. They've never been in the spot. So yeah, I mean, the, the Warriors are cocky, and the Kings are like scared. I mean, yeah. <laughs>
2: He's going on this one going a long
3: time. Yeah, I mean the Warriors me- kind of taking them to school, the, the little school kids. I mean, maybe the Kings aren't ready.
1: And meanwhile, you yeah. take a, you take a look at the Warriors. They got 31 points off of their bench. Andrew Wiggins with 15, uh, Jordan Poole with 13, and J- uh, Jonathan Kaminga with a three pointer. Oh wow. no, a two pointer and a uh, a two pointer and an and one he had actually. Uh Clay Thompson only fifteen. Curry only fourteen.
3: D- I D- mean German this Green, is like Draymond Green acting like he's Michael Jordan with uh, two points and one rebound and three assists.
1: <laughs> actually yeah. he has two points he has two points, eight assists and seven rebounds actually. I,
3: I tonight. I'm not So. Guys. I know, he's good, but I know he's good, but he acts like he's, uh, you know, better than Barkley. That's got to calm down a little bit. Yeah. So,
1: Draymond is actually doing something. Uh, Gary Payton, I forgot about him. Gary Payton, the, the second. Uh, uh, yeah. That's yeah. That, that was a pretty big acquisition. You know why they gave up five uh, second-round picks to reacquire him? Uh, um, because he's yeah. basically, you know, he was a huge part of their championship winning team last year he
3: really he really was and and see, you know it's interesting. He's, he's like maybe one inch taller than than curry uh, uh, well he's a guard no he'll go it's it's crazy he goes in there and he'll guard a big man like he beats up everyone I and mean, he's a pretty unique player so
1: i mean ultimately let's mm-hmm. let's start out with you lou what do you see in this golden state and sacramento series do you think? Uh, do you think Golden State? It's it's a foregone conclusion that Golden State. You know they're they're the defending yeah. champions. Uh, or do you think Sacramento has a shot?
2: Kings are hungry. They came this far. They have had their best season yeah. in sixteen. This team is hungry. They're gonna get. They're gonna get the Warriors a fight, and they're and I think they're gonna pull away with
3: it. Hell yeah! So,
2: there we go. We got a new champion in the NBA this year.
3: Yeah. I really hope so, uh, Alex. What are your What are your thoughts? Do you yeah, think I mean, you know, Sacramento I, I can, love, can can I come love, back? I love a loose hand. I love I'm, I, The one uh, caution I have is, like I was saying, I mean, they're so excited. I mean, this game is like their Super Bowl tonight. They really have to win Game One. But again, if they don't, they're gonna be like, Oh man, we can't beat these guys. And then, yeah, we hate to see it. Then Curry will score, you know, 48 points next game, and then it's a sweep. They really need to get this Game One.
1: It's really important for them. I mean, honestly, I look at it like this: if Golden State makes it to the NBA Finals again, you should basically just give the NBA title to Golden State because yeah. you know we've seen this movie. But we've seen this movie before. Every single time oh, yeah. Golden State makes it to the finals, uh, with the exception being that uh, that Cleveland season when uh, LeBron won it for Cleveland. Well, and the yeah. the Raptors, uh, the Raptors season too. There was that. Uh, but usually, when when Golden State makes it to the finals, no matter how good their opponent is, somehow they always end up they always end up winning. So,
2: yeah, I mean,
3: All right, here we go. I mean like the I said, I win, close one two points right now. Uh, oh, wow. Oh, maybe I'm behind. Yeah, I mean, they're playing like they're playing like a high school team. The Warriors are playing like the champs. It's like men against boys. Eh. Shit. Yeah, I mean, they're nervous. The Kings are the young guys. Yeah, I'm looking. Oh, yeah, Golden State just scored. Yeah, it's best. a seven point. The Kings are, the Kings are playing nervous. They're, they're not playing their best basketball. So, yeah. You want to beat the yeah, Warriors, you se- better, uh, better come out strong if you want to beat the Warriors. It's a seven yes, point lead now. Oh, it's
1: a bonus. Oof. Uh... Now on this on this next uh, on this next matchup, uh, remember what I said earlier today. I said if the Knicks have any shot at winning this series, they got to be able to stop Donovan Mitchell. Now, yep. I of course of course I said that, but they didn't really stop Donovan Mitchell. Thirty eight points in this matchup. Uh, but I think the key factor here is they stopped other players. Karis LeVert off of the bench. Uh, Ricky Rubio barely did anything. Teddy yep. Oseman only had about nine points. Evan Mobley only had eight points as a starter. Jarrett Allen only had 14. Garland had 17, but but that's to be expected from him. Uh and New York, man, I got to tell you, if it wasn't for Jalen Brunson deciding to finally wake the fuck up in the second Amazing. half uh, yeah. with only six first-half points, or six or nine, I forget which, uh, he finally decided to wake up and actually take things seriously in the second half. Uh, and surprisingly, New York almost gave up the, almost gave up the game.
3: I'll say one thing about, I mean, you remember that people were calling for Thibodeau's head. Oh, this guy's old school. He's outdated. Let's get rid of him. They're booing him. He was kind of looking like he was a little bit not confident, like he was about to get fired for about a year on and off or two years. They finally got the two best players that have worn Nick uniforms that fit Thibodeau and their best friends from Villanova, Bronson and Hart. Like, he's getting his, his blue-collar guys now. They they didn't fire him. And, like, now, like, dude, they're 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 crazy on defense. Randall's buying back in. Yeah, I mean, it's impressive. I mean, uh, Brunson was the best player in that stadium, I thought. Yeah, and this was an off night by R.J. Barrett, too. Only seven
1: points out of the start, out yeah. of the starting lineup.
3: I'm not a huge fan of it. I mean, he's so erratic. I mean, I just, I, maybe, you know, number three or number four pick, I don't see it. Yeah, he, he's kind of a bust. Oh my god.
1: You know, Golden State, Curry just makes it so damn easy with his, with his shots.
3: I swear to god,
1: some of the, some well, of the shots like uh, 86, 80, 86 uh 86, 86, Okay. Yeah. So, like literally I had just I had just seen uh Steph Curry's three-pointer that he just uh Yeah, Curry's
3: first great but, like the, uh, the other team like, finally get some hope he, he'll just like hit like a 50 footer while he's like laughing like dude come on <laughs> yeah like, nope nope i'm step Curry. you're, you're not going to but uh you know go, going back going back to new
1: york though uh i mean obviously you know with julius randall and jalen brunson being uh key contributors as all-stars for the new york knicks this year um yeah. Josh Hart, you know, it does, it it help it helps the fact that he's able to contribute off the bench. A double double, seventeen points, ten rebounds. Uh, they got yeah. some scoring from Obi Toppin as well, nine points, four rebounds. Uh, I Isaiah Hartenstein with eight points and five rebounds yeah. off the bench. They got nice, they
3: got they got a really nice bench.
1: Yeah, I mean Evan. For they basically only played uh, nine guys tonight. Quickly, with uh,
3: quickly.
1: with quickly. They got some weapons. Yeah, quickly. Ba- quickly, barely did anything
3: though. Only only uh, three points tonight, yeah. and all of them came I was from free throws. That. I was like, Work quickly, he's never really, never really made an impact on the stretch. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, from,
1: but... uh, only free throws too.
3: Yeah, I mean, and Thibodeau like he usually plays like six or seven people into the ground, but like. <laughs> That this is like if you're not playing defense, like a minute later you're on the bench. I mean, that's just all he demands at all. And that they're finally buying into that. I mean, it's cool. and that that was the old school Knicks identity. Oakley, Mason, Starks, you know, blue Col- you know, physical. They're they're kind of uh they regain their identity. They're a tough team.
1: And yet you look and Evan Fournier didn't play, Derek Rose didn't play. Uh, Jericho Sims didn't play. You know, they could have. They could use potentially three other players. So,
3: I and mean, also, you know, I it, also I, noticed. I, uh, I, for, I thought, I, I mean, I thought for months, I mean, reading the New York Post or watching it 10 minutes, you know, on a Thursday night. But, you know what I mean? Jim was walking around kind of really pissed off. And, like, it looked like the players didn't really trust him anymore. He kept hearing, oh, we're going to fire him. And they, 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 they just stayed with him and, and boom. It paid off. Now it's like all coming to fruition. I, I never thought he would be a coach in the playoffs. I thought he was gone. Now they're really, really um tickets the butt. You know, and I've always I've always believed this for a
1: while. Uh if Thibodeau doesn't win an NBA title, it's not it's not Thibodeau's fault. You know, uh, Thibodeau you know, I, is probably one of yeah. the
3: smartest coaches in the league. Totally, totally. I mean yeah yeah, yeah Charles, Bar- some casual sport oh Charles Barker didn't win one so he's not great no please. it takes him yeah same thing with coaches like he's a championship level coach it's regardless good. of a ring I mean he did get, he did have a ring I believe uh let me double check he might have, yeah I think what I, do, he was like a, a, a top assistant maybe on a on a on a championship team like maybe ten years ago something like that. No, I believe he
1: was, yeah, he was uh he was the associate head coach with the Boston Celtics when they won oh, in 2008. Okay, okay. I'll give him that. Yeah, he was a, he was a big reason why the Celtics defense in 2008 was so uh was so dynamic. Uh-oh, yeah. looks like we might have an injury here. And, and Who I mean. Come is on, like, that is that
3: man, I mean, Let's be honest, Tibbs is like an old-school coach. A lot of these guys, you know, they want to shoot threes. Oh, why is this guy screaming at me to play defense every second? So, yeah, it was it was tough. Oh, was he it? was about to get fired. But, I mean, yeah, oh, that's, Tibbs is old-school. That's Jordan. Tibbs old-school. I think Jordan Poole and, and now, like, just uh, – uh,
1: oh. I think Jordan they, Poole they, just yeah. knocked yeah. knees,
3: I think, with
2: Mitchell.
1: Uh,
3: Ooh, did that's did, that's did walk over and Tanya Harding
2: Yeah, they said, why oh. – Oh, he's
3: limping. <laughs> he's limping. You know, he's gonna, you know, German, you know, damn, I wanna punch him again.
1: He's gonna stay he's gonna stay in, but you may wanna <laughs> you know, uh fans fans may wanna keep an eye on that knee for Jordan yeah, Poole. Yeah.
3: Yep. Because he uh, he yeah, looks like he's they, hurting. They got, they got they got Peyton in. Yeah, I mean, Wiggins back. Yeah, I mean, Golden State's as good as anyone. I hate to say it, but the truth, the truth.
1: It hurts. But, hey, Sacramento's making this a game, though. Only a one-point deficit.
3: I told go, you. Oh, yeah, let's go. Where, where's DeVos? He's, like, he's not allowed in the stadium. He's not still working for them, is he? No, nah, Bla- he made, like, I, nine no, Bla- bucks Bla- in a row. Yeah, no, uh, Vlad banned. He's he's banned from. Uh, you're not allowed into. You're not allowed into the state of California. We wish you the best.
1: <laughs> yeah, he can he can rejoin he can rejoin the Kings the Kings uh, uh nation when uh, if the Kings win the NBA title. And there it is, yeah. right before right before the buzzer, a one point
3: lead now for the Kings.
0: Oh yeah. There we
3: go, man. Uh, momentum, home team, fourth quarter. There yeah. we go. And it's gonna be awesome. Now you got the I big brothers. Now you got the big brothers, the bullies, and now you got the young team. This is gonna be a great fourth quarter.
2: Yeah, I forgot.
3: Every 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 possession is gonna count big time. Okay. Okay.
2: Every, what, every, what did every you say, possession. Luke? I forgot why he was banned. Uh, for I, I forgot why. Could you explain? Oh no, he's not
1: I mean he's not really banned, but it's like it's like no, the it's the curse of Bladdy it's the curse of Bladdy where uh if he's associated with the team at all because of the horrendous decisions that he made he, he, while he in on the front Donkic,
3: office. Uh. Donkic, uh John Moran, I think Trey Young. There were like three or four drafts in a row, Lou, where he just totally okay. hit the bet. And, and, and they're, after a while, they're like, "All right, dude, you're just you're, you're done. You're done. You're done." you are to do
2: something about that.
3: Yeah.
1: Actually, hang on. Let me let me bring up the last couple of uh, drafts. But, uh, uh, I think. Thing, when, did he, when did he? leave? Two, oh, when did he leave last year?
3: Yeah, I think, uh, I, I think so. Yeah, but I mean, obviously, yeah. you remember that, you know, D. Web, Soyo. I mean, he was a he was a you know beloved, you know odd in Sacramento, so they they hired him. He said, oh, I'm going right. to do great. great. It's great to be here, smoking a cigarette with a suit on, and he just he just proceeded to pick the worst picks ever. They're like yeah, like Vladi, you're out, you're done, right?
1: So he took he took Tyrese Halliburton in 2020, which I mean, let's be honest, Halliburton isn't Halliburton wasn't the problem, but they yeah. needed to get rid of him in order to bring in Sabonis. Yeah. Uh and honestly, that that trade still shocks me to this day. I'm still surprised they got rid of Halliburton.
3: You know, I I like what what's the old saying? I, I don't mean to sound like you know too old school, but like if you got two pla you probably usually go size. Uh, Savonis is really good. Halliburton's pretty pretty awesome too, and he's like a six foot six point guard. I mean, they're they're pretty equal. I don't know. Yeah, that he's was a good the top,
1: He's the top star for the Pacers now. Yeah,
3: he's a really cool player. He's six foot six. And, dude 3, I mean really really great player.
1: I mean, then with the number 2 pick in 2018, he took Marvin Bagley, who is now <laughs> right. where, where where is he where is he with Detroit now?
3: That was the beginning of the problem with Bagley, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. And he passed on you're taking? Draft, uh, he passed Luka Doncic, I think for Bagley. Or yeah, he, you pass on Luka Doncic,
1: you pass on Jaron Jackson Junior, you pass on Trey Young.
3: Just a massive blunder. You cannot survive that blunder.
1: No. I mean, my God. Uh let's see, some of the other I mean, he did take the Aaron Fox in twenty seventeen. He did take the Aaron Fox. Uh, But then you have Zach Collins also with the number 10 pick in 2017. Uh, Marquise Chris with the number eight pick in 2016. Willie Colley-Stein with the – oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hang on. I'm going down the list here. (laughs) Willie Willie Colley-Stein in 2015. Nick Stauskas in
3: 2014. Ben McLemore in 2013. All four of those guys were out of the league. Megabus. Thomas
1: Robinson in 2012. Who the fuck is Thomas Robinson? He, he was out of the yeah. league within four years. Four years out of the league. Bismack Biombo in 2011. <laughs> Hell, uh, maybe one of the... Wait a minute. Hang on. Let me let me make sure I have this right. When did Vlady Dvach become part of the
3: front uh, office? Uh when did Let's they, see. They give this maniac keys to the car.
1: <laughs> so he retired in 2005 and let me see.
3: He accept Oh, wait a minute.
0: Uh where is
3: and he was a hometown favorite. He could not name four kings, but since everyone loved him, they they named him the general manager. Yeah, I don't know really a lot about players, but I'll be the general manager. Okay, he was promoted
1: in 2015. So, okay, 2014 we can give him we can give him some slack from 20 yeah. uh, from before 2015. So well, I'm gonna move. I'm gonna remove all of those, but 2015. You take Willie Collie Stein over Justice Winslow over Miles Turner over Uh, well Emmanuel no Moody Moody is in the G League.
3: Never mind that.
1: uh,
3: you take him over Devin Booker. Okay. Uh, yeah, Booker. I mean, come on. Probably Hall of Famer.
1: Cameron Payne. Yeah. Terry Rozier. I mean, let's be honest. Terry Rozier, uh, you know, if he was on a team other than other than Charlotte, he
3: would probably still be putting up the same points that he is now. Yeah, and, I, and I like that. About, I mean, come on. That guy will shoot like five for 30 and just keep shooting. I mean. He's a little bit like too much of a streetball uh, guy. Hell, oh, oh, yeah. even I mean, Bobby Portis, he, could have had,
1: he could have had Bobby Portis that year too. Bobby Portis went twenty-second to the Bulls.
3: He's a great, just a great, like a championship role player. Yep.
1: Uh, let's see, 2016. 2016 oh. they took they took Marquise Chris over Jakob Pertl, over Demacis <laughs> Sabonis. Uh, let's see. Who's some of the other... Ooh, actually, 2016. Some and, of those are pretty ugly.
3: Steve, um just to put, put a stamp on your uh, good, like, uh, observations, those busts, they, they literally were, like, out of the NBA within, like, two years. Like, they were just colossal busts. Uh, like, yeah. you, you cannot... You were on a bench. You are out of the league.
1: Wow. That year, P- Pasco Siakam was taken number 27 by
3: Toronto. Yeah, that was – wow. Twenty. That's the tail, tail end of the first round, dude. Wow. I love him. Dejuante,
1: DeJuante Murray was taken number 29 by San Antonio.
3: Yeah. That's Popovich being smart. They always get the gems. Oh man! Wow, Malcolm
1: Brogdon was taken in the second round that oh. year
3: by Milwaukee. I didn't. I I I would have bet ten bucks that he was a lottery. I didn't realize that second round. Wow. Yeah, he was supposed to be in the first round, but he dropped
0: for yeah.
1: some reason. Oh, oh Kings! Let's go, re- baby! Run and gun! Come on! Yeah, I I remember him being a first round talent, but for some reason he dropped that year. Interesting. Uh, Let's see. 2017. 2017, he takes De'Aaron Fox, which, I mean, obviously,
3: you know, obvious choice there. Uh, Fox was considered to be a top five talent. Always always been really fast and electric and talented. But, yeah, again, Mike Brown this year, he's, like, the best version of himself. Now he's really, really kicking butt. Yeah. And honestly,
1: you know, I – I would I would probably consider De'Aaron Fox to be the best point guard from that from that class. Now
3: who else is there? That was Lillard. Was that Morant? What, what class is that?
1: No, that was uh, that was Lonzo Lillard's Ball, older. Markel Fultz.
3: Yep. Yeah. Uh, Frank Ntilikina, Dennis Smith Jr., <laughs> Phil Jackson's like we need Frank Ntilikina. He having uh, like Derek White. <laughs> Nicolina, I was like two points a game in like a French B League. Phil Jackson's like, we're taking him. The Knicks are like, what are you doing? <laughs> you are fired, Phil. Yeah, Nicolina. Yeah. Uh,
1: Derek White was part of the was part of that uh, point guard class. Yeah. I would say, if anything, the top two point guards that year were De'Aaron Fox and, and Derek White.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I, I would agree.
1: I would say I would have said Lonzo Ball if he didn't have those injury issues.
3: Yeah, I mean, I you know I respect him, but I mean, yeah, not not the best shooter, and then you know really cool, exciting athlete. Again, but yeah, all these injuries. I mean, yeah, it's been a tough ride for him. Yeah,
1: his career might be done. Actually, from what it sounds like.
3: Yeah, and, and, so, and he turned out to be like kind of a modest guy. Like, yeah, sorry, my dad's a jerk, but you know I'm gonna work hard. Like. You know, he seemed like a good yeah. dude. He matured, yeah. and, and then damn, damn injuries kind of took him out.
1: Now, they did have Gary
3: Trent Jr.
1: in 2018 oh, yeah. from the second round, but then they traded him
3: to Toronto. Wow. His dad was an awesome uh, trailblazer back in the day with Drexler and Danny angel and those guys. Trent, yeah. Trent's he, a good shooting guard.
1: They had Kenyon Martin Jr. in uh-huh. 2020. And then they Take traded one. him
3: to uh, Houston, and he turned out to be a, quite a good player so he He's like a second-round pick, I think.
1: You it, uh, it's just so, some of these, some of these picks, and then trading. It, it, it just makes you shake your head, like, what the hell were they thinking?
3: Oh, yeah. oh totally, Steve. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, NFL obviously it's more like uh, attention, more glamour, and, you know, a lot more picks. Some of these NBA picks, like, dude. You see these guys like the first and second pick aren't half as good as the second round pick. And it's so so much parody with some of these picks. Right. Now,
1: okay, uh Sacramento, they have a four point lead, about nine and a half minutes to go here. Uh, okay. let's see. Stats going up. over going over to tomorrow's matchups, uh we have first the Lakers against the Memphis Grizzlies, and to be perfectly honest, I think Memphis, uh, if Memphis can stay disciplined, I don't think, I don't see them having any problem, honestly, against LA, because it's not like LeBron can't, I mean, yeah, LeBron can put up his normal numbers, but it's obvious he needs help in this, uh, you know, in in this day and age.
3: Yeah, I mean, come on. And man. the best way to try to slow down LeBron is have some defenders. Memphis got what? Desmond Bain and Brooks. They got a couple of bullies. They're gonna they're gonna d up uh, LeBron all day.
1: And they also got Luke. They got Luke Kennard at the deadline too. Yeah, I mean, uh,
3: they'll double LeBron. They have vicious defense. They're gonna harass LeBron. So I mean,
1: I, it's honestly, I just I find it. I, I'm finding it hard. To see the Lakers potentially winning this series.
3: Um,
1: I mean, yeah, the Lakers uh, flexed uh, in the play-in tournament. But, I mean, wait a minute. Let me do, let me double-check.
3: Who way they playing? I'm not, like, uh, I'm, I'm not a dinosaur. I like, like, innovative new ideas. What the hell? Why did the play-in start, and what is its purpose? I'm like, what is going on? Let's get let's yeah. get everyone. Like, it's basically designed to get LeBron into the
1: playoffs. It uh, was it was done as part of the CBA,
3: basically. Yes, yeah. I don't know. I'm just not a fan.
1: Yeah, it it was done as part. If I remember correctly, it was done as part of the CBA in order to,
0: okay. uh,
1: because because you know there's some sort of, there's a bonus uh, that comes oh, to okay. a team if they make the playoffs. So. Yeah more. Uh, yeah electives. so the so uh I think it was the owners that put that into the new C, into the CBA at the time uh where oh. in order to in order to uh give in to some of the players demands the owners were like okay well we want to we want uh you know instead of eight teams we want 10 teams in the playoff picture yeah gotcha. And that's ultimately how that uh, how that transpired. Uh, but let's go let's go to you, Lou. Uh, Lakers and Grizzlies. Who do you have in this one?
2: You know, this is not going to be a typical two seven matchup. Yes, I know the Lakers are seven, but look what they've done. I mean, since the um, yeah, like season midseason, and, you know, two and ten to start with, but look how they just you know took over after that and have made it to a above five hundred season. They're not gonna go yeah. away quietly. I mean and I'll be honest, being an upset here, I think I might take away this right So uh, love love what
3: you said, Lude, to, to piggyback off my man. I mean, yeah, Steve, I mean you could you could smell you could see the writing on the wall. Now that LeBron's in, he's you know everyone's ready to battle with this guy. I mean, yeah, they got in, they're 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 so dangerous. It's like Golden State Park yes. I mean, they they, they might score hundred and twenty points a game suddenly. Like I mean, one guy you don't want to sneak into the playoffs is LeBron. I mean, they can beat anyone. I mean, they can, yeah. But uh,
1: you know, they they they're also they they also have been known to have quite a few blunders. I mean, how uh, Anthony yeah. Davis almost gave up the game in the first uh, playing game.
3: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he, really really good talented guy, but I mean, something's off. Yeah, he's kind of been a clutch uh, the past couple of years. Yeah, LeBron's not, like, happy with them. I mean, but, I mean, I like some of the other additions, and, I mean, LeBron can go for 40 and 20. I mean, he'll play like he's 21 years old in the clutch. They might win that series, at least, and they might go to the finals, I think. I don't know. You know,
1: I just, I just, I just think that Memphis all-around is the all-around better
3: team. When you take a look, uh... 100%, I agree. Would they match up? Black, they might sneak past them somehow. I mean, look, yeah, Memphis is definitely a better team. All right, Memphis's big problem
1: is going to be staying disciplined. If they can stay disciplined and stay off of the foul line, uh, you know, you know, keep the Lakers from going to the foul line yes. uh, to shoot shots. Uh, you know, one of the things I've noticed. Is obviously the Grizzlies' leader in foul outs this year uh, and every year actually since he was drafted
3: uh-huh. was Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah, so you uh, know, uh, you know, going through some uh, some issues. So there's a little bit of there's a little bit of weird chemistry. And then you look at Dylan Brooks; he wants to fight everyone uh, 20 times a game. So they have a little bit too much thuggery and a little bit of. Uh, Risk of you know what I mean, they might not be consistent, yeah, I mean the Lakers are smarter and older, so the Lakers can beat them. yeah, that's true
1: i mean they they can they definitely when you take a look at the Lakers roster uh I mean they were sixth in points per game this year,
0: yeah
1: at uh, I mean, it, it, averaging seventeen point two points per game, yeah. You yeah. take a look at who they have on that roster. Uh, they reacquired D'Angelo Russell at the deadline. They ba- they uh-huh. basically swapped out. Uh, they swapped out what's his face uh, Westbrick for Russell.
3: Yeah, Westbrick.
1: as I like to call him, at least. Oh
3: yeah. Uh, uh, I, know, I, I Jared I, I, Vanderbilt. Yeah, he's a good, he's a good player. I mean, yeah. I mean, they 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 somehow like in the 11th hour trade deadline, they landed like three or four players for almost nothing. I was like, wow. Yeah, Adam Silver definitely wants LeBron in the playoffs. And now they've brought, and now oh. they've
1: brought in, uh, now they've brought in Tristan Thompson
0: just, just in time
1: like, for the playoffs. No way. Yeah, they brought in Tristan God. Thompson.
3: Wow. Well now they gotta deal with the Kardashian curse. So good luck.
1: Oh right before the right before the playoffs began they signed him. Well I did not
3: realize that. I'm I'm so lucky that I didn't realize that until now. Wow. I mean uh, it's it's basically the Jr. R- it's R- the J. R-, R-, R. Smith now effect. Now they're even more easy to hate. They got Tristan Thompson on there.
1: Yeah, it's basically the J.R. Smith effect, where J.R. Smith <laughs> now only shows up for the playoffs. He doesn't bother yeah. to play the regular season. He just sits around and waits for LeBron to call him for the playoff run. <laughs> right.
2: But
3: but that was awesome when LeBron like insisted on having him, and then that big play in the fourth quarter—he was trying to call a timeout and like threw the ball away. LeBron was like, "What the? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah." Yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I'm sorry. I, it's like I cannot um not hate the Lakers. I'm just not capable of liking them. I, I really despise them. But I mean the Lakers, you
1: know, they do they do have some pretty good talent on that roster, uh, ever since the trade deadline uh happened. You know, they have some pretty good talent on that
3: roster, but I
2: yeah.
1: you know, I just I just kind of feel with the way that Taylor Jenkins has uh, been running this uh, this Memphis Grizzlies squad. Uh, they have
3: they have a lot of talent on this roster.
0: Yeah,
1: and a lot
3: of young talent too. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 pretty sure maybe you know what are five four or five months ago. I mean, early on I was, I was talking about Memphis, but I mean, you know, Stephen Adams, kind of the the older, you know, smart, you know, big brother. He's out. And then, you know, Dylan Brooks is acting more and more like a thug. And then John Morant, you know, doing God knows what at 5 a.m. So there's a lot of different things going on. I mean, they might just crap the bed. I mean, they have a lot of different weird things going on. Memphis, I don't know if they're Possibly.
1: focused. If they're focused. Yeah, they, Adams,
3: I could, uh, could, could, could win a ring, but I don't know where, where their heads
1: are. Yeah, the one thing I'm thinking of, though, is I think Adams is out. With uh, with his injury, I think.
3: Can he come back?
1: That's it's, huge. I mean, maybe if they make a deep run, I think it's possible. Okay.
3: But yeah, I mean, as of now, he, he's listed as out. Yeah, I mean, and he, I mean, we know that guy. I mean, he's he's a total badass. I mean, if he has any chance, he'll suit up. Yeah. Uh this next
1: one, Miami and Milwaukee. And let's be perfectly honest here, Miami—they almost lost to Chicago. Wow.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, I mean, I—I I find it yeah. very hard to think that they're gonna. I, even though I hope it would happen, because it would really but, open up the—it uh, would really open up the Eastern Conference for the Celtics. Uh, yep. Yeah. I just don't see it happening. I think I think Milwaukee takes uh, yeah. takes the series
3: easily. Yeah, there's something some random. I don't know what it is, but, you know, I'm sure you guys have heard, too, like, randomly, like, what a great, proud team. Like, I always hear these rumors. Oh, may, they might trade Bam, maybe Butler's unhappy. They might move Hero. I, I think something's off. I mean, I think they might, like, break up that whole band. They should, they might, Miami should be a lot better yeah. than what they are. So Something's going on. If they're going to move
1: anybody, they're going to move Hero. I don't think they'll yeah. move out of Bio.
3: And I don't think they'll move Butler. I mean, they've collectively they just they've just I don't know how to describe it, but point blank, they've been a real um, disappointment this year. So yeah, they're gonna shake it up. I right, mean, the thing is, Butler has yeah. always
1: wanted to be the guy on a team, and he is finally yeah. the guy in in Miami. So I you know I just I find it hard to believe. I I don't think
3: butler would move on from miami uh if you're building a roster or you know playing to, i mean if you're looking at like a you know just a random blank sheet of the roster i mean they have some incredible pieces harrow butler you know damn like they should be a lot better than what they are i don't know right and they have a great too they have a great coach too so yeah thumbs up what do you think what do you think about this one lou do you
1: uh, do you think miami has a shot to upset uh milwaukee
3: Ooh, Miami!
2: Forget it, not a
3: chance. I'm, I'm, I'm the here. Yeah. Miami.
2: You don't think so, Lou? No. Ooh, wow. going to be over and over in a hurry. Mm. I mean, the series rather.
1: I, I mean, Alex, I don't know about you, but I find it kind of worrisome that Miami, literally, they almost lost. Uh, to, <laughs> you know, not only did they lose to Atlanta. Yeah. Where they looked disinterested but uh-huh. they also, you know, they almost lost to Chicago. In that Chicago second, yeah. uh in that second game.
3: Four Chicago's like four uh six foot three guys and Vukovic, who like cannot grab a rebound. Yeah, they're like the softest, smallest team. Their roster makes no sense. Um yeah, they, they have like Caruso power forward, you know, boxing out. Yeah, I mean Chicago I'm sorry, I mean that's a terrible roster. I don't know what the hell they're doing around the playoffs. Yeah, and Miami almost lost. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I, I can't explain that. I mean, yeah. But yeah, Chicago just sucks. I mean, big disappointment. is good. I mean, Levine's kinda overrated. You know, they have like five other guards and like no big men. And they're missing ball too. I mean yeah, Chicago's uh, a few years away. But well what, what what
1: do you what do you think, Alex? Do you think uh, do you think Miami has a shot in this series?
0: Yeah,
3: I mean, if they if they focus in it, you know, it's like some, you know, crazy band like, where they're all, you know, crazy issues partying or fighting. And if they finally, like, focus and remember how good they could be,
2: they can be nasty.
3: I, I don't expect, you know what I mean? They have the talent, but they might, they might, they might show up, I mean, again, mm-hmm. and all, they might, like, dial it in and, and rediscover the, you know, the glory years and, like, kick ass. I, they're a dangerous team, I just, so I don't expect it, but, yeah, they're capable. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, there's something going on with them. Maybe, maybe they have a players meeting or someone uh, talks to someone or someone tries to and straight, you know what I mean? Like, guys, let's work this out, and then they show up, and they're the old heat. Uh, yeah, they can beat anyone if they if they play the, the way they used to. They've just been so off all year.
1: Next matchup we have the LA Clippers and the Phoenix Suns. And right. right off the bat, I just gotta say, LA's probably gonna choke again like we like like they've been notoriously known for doing. Yeah.
3: Yeah, like at like four AM the night before the first game, Cowie's Ka- gonna be like in a club like, Hey Coach Lou, um I'm not, I am not. might play, like, next Thursday. I'm going to take a couple of days off. Okay, Kylie sounds good. Load management. Yeah, what a joke, dude. Yeah. Pathetic. Pathetic. We and also, exactly I mean, if he, awesome, like de- he, like, decides when he wants to play, and he makes, like, you know, a million a week. Give me a break.
1: And they got the Russell Westbrook
3: curse also, too. Yeah, the fact that, that Russell like, Westbrook I, I, is their uh, – that's definitely adding to the uh negative energy. Yeah, when you throw a Westbrook in there, now it's really dangerous. Yeah, I would be uh
1: especially especially with the uh you know, with the talent that uh that Phoenix has in that starting five, that I mean, that oh, okay. might be one of the most imposing starting fives in
3: at You know, in in the hey, NBA. I, I when Leonard plays. Incredible. And he plays defense. He's awesome. But, yeah, I mean, Phoenix wants it more. They're not going to do load management. Yeah, I mean, Phoenix can sweep them. Uh, LA is just, like, passive and, like, the a weird diva team. Phoenix, CP3, this is, like, one of his last runs. Oh, he just got Kevin Durant. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, they're dangerous. And
1: just watch. If CP3 doesn't return next season, uh, keep an eye on Kyrie Irving in Phoenix.
3: Oh wow. Okay. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. Because okay. uh, you know, Kevin Kevin Durant made it made it well known that Kyrie Irving wasn't the problem in Brooklyn. That he had no
3: problems with Kyrie Irving. <laughs> Good for KD. Yeah. I mean, I who do you? I mean, I don't know. I, I'm a pretty you know people credit and I, I, I try to trust everyone right when I meet them. And would you trust what KD or Kyrie are saying? Those guys were such like shysters and like divas. I mean they just screwed Brooklyn over. I don't know. Divas. I don't well, know how I'm much just, I trust them. I'm, I'm just saying, don't
1: be surprised if Kyrie ends up leaving Dallas for for Phoenix.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah, yeah, Oh, that's gonna be a given.
3: And then, uh, you know, Especially
1: if Phoenix doesn't some, bring some back rookie, uh, Chris Paul,
3: some, some rookie will like step on his toe, and then Kyrie will uh, protest for a month and leave the team. Yeah, that guy's so ridiculous.
2: Oh my god! Well, that oh, oh three-point oh. attempt. What's the score? Uh, One fourteen. Was that
1: D. Wait a minute. I gotta. I gotta see who made that. Who made that last attempt? Was that DiVincenzo?
3: Oh no. I was gonna say, no, me. it was Curry. Uh, Curry, God,
1: Thomas
2: Thomas. Curry was getting
1: smothered.
3: 328.
1: Yeah, now it's 328. Uh, now Malik Malik Monk uh, wow. will be will be shooting That's free throws. But...
3: That was our but, Steph... rebirth,
1: that was but but Steph Curry though.
2: Tw- man of my uh, he
1: had a, a fadeaway, a fadeaway three point that went in, <laughs> and literally he looked like he was getting absolutely
3: smothered,
2: uh, and
1: yeah. it looked like it was going to be a block, but somehow he, he got that shot off. And he's like hanging he, out,
3: chewing on his mouth very casually. I mean, best, my I mean, best, God. best shooter, best shooter ever, hands down. I love Bird. I love Reggie Miller. I mean, Steph Curry makes it look easier than anyone else. I
1: mean, Jesus, you want you want to talk about a human cheat code? I mean, uh, you know, we absolutely. there's been a few names that we've thought of with for human he, he, cheat code.
3: Curry is one of them. I'm sorry, he, he's he's a better, he's a more lethal shooter than Bird and Reggie Miller. I mean, who else is there? I think Curry's the king.
1: I'm surprised. I'm surprised that last three point attempt didn't go in by him. Uh huh. Right before, uh, right before the Sabonis dunk.
3: And, I'm surprised and throwing, that
1: that last three point attempt didn't go in.
3: He's throwing his cool, modest buddy Clay, and, and he can hit threes on any given night. It's a lethal lineup.
0: Yeah.
1: Lou, what, what, what are your thoughts, Lou, with, uh, with Phoenix and L.A.? Who do you, who do you have uh,
2: taken this series? The Suns, definitely, because we know the Cougars are capable of pulling the ultimate choke, especially in the playoffs. By the time they, get, yep. if they even get into the second round, back, be gone anyway. So, forget. I mean, they'll be lucky to be in the second round, which I don't even think they only make it past this first, first round. So the Suns, all the way. Yeah.
3: I mean guys, imagine Boston uh if, if in co- even high school or college or, or the pros and like your best player, the most popular player, you know, in this case, you know, the most highly paid player, literally like day to day like, Oh, I don't want to play for a week. I mean if I was a on right. Kyle Kylie Leonard's team, I'd be like, This is this is bullshit. <laughs> come on. Yeah, man. he got he got his two yeah, come on. he
1: got his two he got his two rings with San Antonio and <laughs> Toronto already, so yeah. Ooh, that's
3: a clutch! That's a clutch three by Barnes.
0: <laughs> Who are we starting Ooh. tomorrow?
3: Does Kawhi feel like playing? Dude, get out of here! It just screws up the whole team.
1: It is, yeah. It, it, it does. It does screw up the whole team when you think about it. Um, think it, really
3: does. it doesn't. It doesn't help the team. I mean, why screwing them up?
0: Yeah, it's just.
3: Wow. Obviously, you know, it, it's it's just a. And dude, trust me, I get it. I think what I remember when they first signed him, he he was coming off like a big what, knee injury. So yeah, like all right, ease him back, be safe. And then it like continued for the next like half decade.
0: <laughs>
3: like I'm still not ready to play, um, you know, more than five hours a week. But I'm making eighty million a year. <laughs> um, can you play harder, Kyle? Thank you.
1: Yeah. It's it's like
3: I said, he got his got his two
1: rings with uh, with Sa- or with uh, San Antonio, and then with uh, with Toronto, and you know he's done after that. Basically, yeah. now he's now he's in it just to just oh. to get his money. Uh, this and our, our final matchup, uh, we have Minnesota taking on the Denver Nuggets, and I, I mean I gotta tell you, I just don't see uh, Denver. I thought they would come back down to earth. And they haven't really, they've, they stayed on top pretty much the entire season.
3: Yeah, they have. Yeah. They're cruising. And
1: considering the colossal, uh, the fact, the fact that it took, uh, it took Minnesota having to dominate, uh, Oklahoma city like they did, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I don't really put any, uh, I don't put
3: any stock into Minnesota, Beating uh, Denver, it oh, seems like a team. Again, you talk about a team with chemistry issues. I mean, their center and uh, you know two of starters were punching each other, screaming, like three days yeah. ago, and now they're in the playoffs.
2: Everything's great, exactly. Why like,
3: not? Why not great? <laughs> yeah, that just happened, and I saw it. You know, you can't deny it. Yeah, so they have huge chemistry issues. I mean, yeah, I mean, and and again, Denver, they've been very promising uh, for a couple of years. But like every year, they lost Jamal Murray once. They lost Porter once. Now they're finally healthy. Like Denver can go to the finals. Yeah, I mean, I think they might. Them. By
2: five up now by 22. Oh, Oof.
3: what do you? And what I do know, you think? Go Bear. The t- The T Wolves gave, gave Go Bear like three hundred million and traded like ninety picks, and he's punching people. Ah. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. I want my money back. What do you
1: What do you think, Lou? Do you think? Uh, do you think uh Minnesota even has a shot whatsoever?
2: Uh
3: no. No, I really don't. I honestly I would be very surprised. <laughs> They're just angry, like slow French giant and, and then they have Carl Anthony Towns playing next to him and he's really slow and kinda lazy. It's like kinda kinda lineup is this?
1: Yeah, it's 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 really weird, you know, it, when when they first acquired Rudy Gobert
3: I was I was yeah.
1: basically saying I was basically saying why the hell are they doing this when they have Carl Anthony Towns already? <laughs> is is Rudy Gobert or Carl Anthony Towns gonna play power forward because
3: <laughs> I don't think so. You know, I I don't really see that happening. <laughs> Not really working out so swimmingly. But at least Gobert's punching yep. teammates. But uh,
1: you know, it's just been an all-out disaster for them,
3: basically. Uh, so no, I would honestly—I mean, it is funny though. At the end of the day, sometimes you'll just look over to the court side of the at a Timberwolves game, and you'll see a Rod. Yeah, it all makes sense.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: but yeah.
1: I just—I just honestly, I would not be—I would not be surprised at all, though,
3: if. Um,
1: if this is a very a very quick series, uh, you know, if den if Denver ends up just blowing out
3: uh, blowing out Minnesota, yeah, I mean, again, Denver's been pretty close for you know top three, top four, top five team for like three or four years. Maybe it's a year. I don't know. I don't know. And also, it doesn't help.
1: It doesn't help Minnesota that Jaden McDaniels has been diagnosed with a fractured right hand. Oh, I, uh, I didn't I, –
3: uh, that's, that's crucial. When did that happen?
1: Yeah, it happened when he punched a wall in frustration toward the end of the first quarter uh, in their comeback win against uh, the New Orleans
3: Pelicans.
2: Nice going, mm. stupid.
3: Yeah, where'd go? High five. Jesus.
1: Yeah, and uh, so cool. now Tori and Prince, and Prince will now move into the starting lineup.
3: Who's been on 39 and, different teams? Yeah.
1: yeah, it's just it's not <laughs> it's not a good up. sign. It's
3: not a yeah. good sign for them moving forward. Don't worry, guys. Prince is taking over. He's got this.
1: Uh, now, over in the NFL, uh, we had obviously the big story. Of the week uh, was centered around Daniel Snyder agreeing mm. to sell uh, to sell the Washington Commanders to the owner of the Philadelphia Seventy ers and New Jersey Devils, Josh Harris, wow. for six billion dollars. And this, of course, breaks the record that was set by the Denver Broncos when they sold. The Broncos for four point six five billion dollars. Wow! And you know, I'm just amazed at the fact that Snyder got this much for a team that they that he
3: basically burned to the fucking ground, <laughs> absolutely destroyed in every way, yeah. physically and mentally and spiritually, just destroyed the whole franchise. And I mean,
1: I. I was I, I was just I was just very surprised. Mhm.
3: Yeah, I mean they are like traumatized players that don't want to show up, uh you know, victims that are cheerleaders, uh fans that pay nine hundred dollars to park on Sundays, yeah. Everyone's like traumatized. And then the guy profits off it and leaves. These the guy should go to prison. But whatever. What do I know? Yeah.
1: I mean, we've seen, we've seen what Josh Harris has done for the 76ers and the New Jersey Devils. So, uh, you know, if you're, if you're a fan of the Washington
3: Commanders, you've got to be
1: feeling kind of good for the future.
3: I'm just saying, I, I'm not sure. But isn't he like, you know, those guys are pretty cool. Like, Philly's kind of urban. Like, they're, they're all, like, kind of buddies. They go partying clubs. Like, dude, he's got to be friends like the Eagles. Like, he owns a Philly team, and now he's going to own Washington, which is a huge rival of the Eagles. That's really weird, dude. I I don't like the fact that he's buying it. I don't know.
1: yeah, there was uh there was a rumor that that uh that there was a Canadian billionaire that was mm-hmm. still in the running uh for for the purchase, but ultimately it looks like it looks like it's gonna go through uh
3: to Josh Harris. Yeah, I mean and he's kinda of like younger like tons of money he might be like oh yeah Philly I love you guys well, now I have Washington he might like show up and just like throw tons of money at big names like that's kind of dangerous oh whoa hmm.
1: 2.9 seconds left and the Kings are shooting free throw wow
3: let's go let's go
1: hmm. so hey, is basically if, they're hungry this
3: is
2: great
1: basically if if they land both both of these free throws, uh Jeff Curry will have two point nine seconds to make it all the way down the court for a
3: three point tie. Which is a lifetime. Yeah, it's not over. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean they have to hit both and then I think Golden State's gonna call a timeout, I think.
1: Monk got the first.
3: Uh, Cur- see. Got yeah, he got the second place. too. Do a job with like not, like two of the best shooters in the world. Nice, nice job. they are not too Kirk. lucky.
1: Thirty-two points
3: off of the bench for Malik Monk. Wow, yeah, I talk shit. I mean, my words. Oh, look at Draymond throwing punches. Being a little bitc, he saw that. He kind of threw a little elbow. Yeah, he a he's a, he's always a little big tough guy, man. I do not like Draymond Green at all. Yeah, well he's yeah. been he's been a little bitch uh, for a couple of years, anyways. I mean, that was a pretty pathetic. What, what do you do? Kind of like swung around like he was in a hissy fit. Like, do, do something or don't do something. He just does these weird moves. You know, all moment. he does is he literally bitches to the refs. Literally he's all like a, Yeah, he's like a poor man's like big, big tough guy like Dennis Rodman. Like he's not even that tough. He's, but he's always like complaining, flexing. I, he, the guy just annoys me. And the thing that I d the thing that I don't
1: get is he basically said that he's earned the right to do that. Uh,
3: yeah, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, that's definitely
1: Okay, a yeah, you have a couple Okay, yeah yeah, you have a couple of rings, Draymond, <laughs> but you haven't done shit production yeah. wise. If you uh, there's a reason why you were play. known as Mr. There's yeah. a reason why you were known as Mr. Quadruple Single. Yeah.
3: <laughs> People will look at you and allow you to shoot from five feet away. They do not respect your game. You are not a star, Draymond. You're riding on Steph's coattails. Yeah, whatever.
0: Uh, there it is. All right. It's over.
3: Oh, shoot. Damn, I'm on delay. It's all good.
1: Sacramento, Sacramento rebounded it. Nice. Curry, Curry surprisingly missed the three-pointer. Whoa. Wow, that's that's actually a good look
3: for Curry. For Curry, that's all you need. That's a pretty good look for Curry. Wow. Yeah, Monk, yeah, I mean, that's a fire plug. He can score two points or 30 points. So Sacramento
1: wow. takes game one, 126
3: to 123. Wow. Yeah, they're rocking in Sacramento tonight. Huge. Kings are back. Final stats, De'Aaron
1: Fox leading the way, 38 points, 5 assists, 1 rebound. Malik Monk off of the bench, 32 points, 3 rebounds, 2 assists. Wow. Oh, you had DeMontis Sabonis, DeMontis Sabonis with a double-double, 12 points, 16 rebounds. Wow. Harrison Barnes, 13.7 rebounds, 2 assists. Uh, Keegan Murray didn't show up only two points. Davey and Mitchell didn't show up only three points. Malika.
3: Yeah. Good effort overall by the Kings. And they really, they really got hot and played well at the end. Uh, I mean, Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole, 17
1: points off the bench apiece for Golden State. Uh, Steph Curry with 30, Clay Thompson with 21, Dante DiVincenzo even had 10 points as a, as the starting
3: small forward. So, General dream was 1 for 4 and screamed for 3 hours. Uh Draymond 1 for
2: 5.
1: <laughs> oh wow, uh, I almost hit it. Ele- 4 point 4 points, 11 assists, <laughs> 9 rebounds. Really weird and awkward. And,
3: That's typical Draymond on. And three personal fouls, too. Wow, this is huge! Next Wow, what? Andrew.
1: Monday. Uh, yeah, I think Monday. Um,
3: let me double I mean, check. Huge, but man. Andrew
1: Wiggins with four blocks.
3: Nice. He's a really good player. The pride I don't, of Canada. I don't know, man, I, you know, I, I don't hate anyone. I'm getting older. where, like, I respect, you know, the ghosts, Brady, Jordan. After so many years, I respect greatness. But like, yeah, I'm really looking forward to when the, the Warriors are kind of done. I've seen enough. Yeah, yep. It's but, uh, like game wins. two. Game two is Monday. Yeah, I won't cry if the if the, if the Warriors just stayed in the sunset permanently. They've had their fun. Let someone else have fun.
1: And uh, actually, Monday. Well, let's see. Obviously, tomorrow's games: uh, Lakers, Grizzlies, Heat, Bucks, uh, Clippers, Suns, Timberwolves, Nuggets. Uh, nice. Then game two, Philly and uh, Philly in Brooklyn. Uh Will be the first game on Monday,
3: and Warriors yep. and Kings will be the second game. Interesting. What times uh is the first game? What is it like one one o'clock tomorrow? Lakers. Yes. Uh, okay. Three. Nice. Three oh. Eastern.
1: Late tomorrow. Ah. Okay.
3: Yeah, three Eastern. And yeah, kind of, the Heat. Sun City. I'll be hanging out in Florida watching that one.
1: Then the Heat. The Heat and Bucks are at five thirty. Uh, Clippers and Suns at eight, and Timberwolves and Nuggets at ten thirty.
3: Wow, it's a big slate. Wow,
1: nice, love it. Oh, this is a this is a story I I forgot to uh, bring up here. The NBA has fined the Dallas Mavericks seven hundred and fifty thousand yep. dollars for resting players in an elimination game
3: for, for being foolish enough to sign Kyrie.
0: Yeah,
3: really. The wow, they're really it's, they're really important. Uh, Cuban, they're really raining It's really raining and important for Cuban right now.
0: <laughs> and it said
3: it said
1: here as part of the NBA's statement, the Mavericks violated the league's player resting policy and demonstrated through actions and public statements. That the uh, of the organ or of the organization's desire to lose the game in order to improve the chances of keeping wow. their first round
3: pick in the twenty twenty three NBA man. draft. Cuban's like uh, we weren't resting uh, Doncic. That's really how he plays defense. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's terrible. Yeah, they were So like, basically, they, they, they want to the, try, the try. They want to try and
1: swindle Brooklyn. Oh yeah, right.
3: But I mean, I remember that. I mean. Remember, it was hitting the shit was hitting the fan with Kyrie and Donkish, and literally the last I think they had one more game, and like that day, um, yeah, the matter suddenly deactivated like four people. They're going after them. I mean, eighteen other teams are doing that. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, <laughs> and, then, and then and
1: yeah. then not just not just that, but then they have Luca play for one for one quarter and then sit him the rest of the game.
3: Luca go out there for ten minutes, uh, complained to three referees, and just. And just it's, call a okay. question. He's like, okay, that's what I like to do. I'm telling you, Luca's kind of the same diva that Kyrie is. I'm just saying. Kyrie's a big but it's, but...
1: A, it's almost clear
3: as day, though. Luca's always What's got a little problem. He's always kind of whining. I don't think Luca's going to win a ring. He doesn't have the attitude. Yeah, yeah I even though like he... Kyrie.
2: Well, I mean, today that is. I mean, because back in the day, we knew who was the biggest diva of all. Yeah.
3: I mean, and also, you know, not for nothing, uh, a
2: great player.
3: You know, trainers, he makes. you know, he can get the best salad in the world. He's got a, kind of a gut. He's, Luke is definitely out of shape. Plays no defense. And he's got, right. he's got some holes in his uh, overall game.
2: Like I said, Kylie is a bigger is, a, is a bigger, uh oh, We have yeah. someone who's a bigger oh. diva than that. Is that but person was...
3: Yeah. Yeah. No, no, do you? What's that?
2: Sorry. Who was a bigger who was a bigger diva than Kyrie?
1: Oh, I don't know. Oh. Dennis Dennis Rodman?
2: You got it. Ooh. Boy, he's good. Oh, yeah. Uh, but then again, he's not really from this planet, so Yeah, Rodman. Rodman yes. I mean, been on,
3: honestly, I think Kyrie on the, the same biggest, planet as everybody. Ky- so. Kyrie Irving, honestly, to me, is the biggest embarrassment. I think as a pro athlete, just the way he just wrecks teams and doesn't care, and just, it just really just destroys wherever he goes. I, it's embarrassing. I mean, we saw what he did to. We saw what he did to
1: Cleveland. We saw what he did to Boston. Uh, now we've seen what he's done to Brooklyn. You know, and yeah. now we've seen what he's done to,
3: uh, or what he's in the process of doing to Dallas. Yep. Oh, Katie's like he can come to Phoenix. The Phoenix, they're like, no, he's not coming here. <laughs> and then just watch, just watch
1: if uh, since this is all part of a pl- part of a ploy in order to try and swindle uh, Brooklyn out of the <laughs> out of the first round pick. I would not be surprised at all. I would not be surprised at all if this ruins uh Mark Cuban if this ruins Mark Cuban's
2: uh uh Hey Mark, we'll get a a little attack. bit. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Kyrie Irving is literally like a witch. Like he's just like an evil human. It's really, really easy to see.
2: Well he's an android, so what do you want? <laughs> Mark, there's always uh, you
1: know. I mean, this is almost like a, uh you know, th- this is almost like a uh, Danny Ainge sort of move that Danny Ainge would do in order to try and uh, in
0: order,
1: to, in order to try and get one up on the other team. This is something that Danny Ainge would attempt to do. Yeah,
3: Malicia It's different about it's conniving. It's up Games' sleeve.
1: So I actually I actually you know what? I kinda hope that uh I hope I hope that they that that they still lose their first round pick. Oh, because okay. then that'll show then that'll show you know what? Maybe you should have just competed for the uh uh you know, for the play in tournament spot.
3: Yeah, stupid. <laughs> a- they're they're absolutely traumatized and, like over over the disaster of Kyrie, and then the NBA is like, "Oh, now we're g- also going to take your draft picks away." <laughs> well, was still Cuban's like, what? "What is going on?" Well,
1: their draft pick was already gone to begin with, though, as part of the Kyrie deal. Yeah. It's uh, it,
3: a and, and and now Lucas I might too. Oh. Yeah, now Lucas Danny wants to leave. It's like, wow, it's falling apart. Yeah, that would
1: be you know, like like I said, an- yet another. Uh,
3: Another team that Kyrie has ruined, oh yeah, yeah home, home record would have walked in and just blew the whole thing up and then, and then he'll walk out and not even think about it,
1: basically <laughs> Kyrie Kardashian speaking of uh speaking of people with egos, going back to the n f l the Ravens, they signed Odell Beckham Jr. To yep. a one-year deal worth up to $18 million with $15 million in guarantees coming off of a torn
3: ACL. He's a humble gent. Yeah. You got tased on an airplane like three weeks ago. He's, he's obviously doing, you know, on his best behavior as usual. And not yeah. to mention he didn't play. He didn't play last season either. No. Yeah. Jeez. But, uh, yeah, yeah, let's Rick, give him yeah. $18 million. Yeah, that, that's huge. I mean. Um, I would think maybe it's more like symbolically it's to help uh, make sure Lamar came back because I don't think uh, Odell would sign that if he and his agent didn't talk to Lamar. Hey, I'm going to stay here, come inside with us. I mean, look, what, Beckham wouldn't sign to play with the backup. He's got to probably act- say that Lamar's, Lamar's going to be there. Actually,
1: actually, it says oh, here oh, well, that –
3: not- uh,
1: this contract could make it more difficult for the Ravens to keep Jackson if a team wishes to make a more aggressive push for a deal that Baltimore won't be able to match because of this deal. Wow. Mm. Uh,
3: so I, Baltimore I may done.
1: be forced. They may be forced to let Lamar walk. Wow. Geez.
3: Yeah, that's that's tough, and, and I mean Beckham's like you're not not getting any younger. Coming coming off a massive injury, I mean, boy, what what is he gonna have like 700 yards? He's not gonna be like a Pro Bowler. He, he, those days are gone. He's Not a number one receiver at all.
1: No, I think I think he's a number two receiver, but yeah. I don't see him Roll as player. a number one. Uh, player, uh, I mean, coming <laughs> off of a coming off of a torn ACL,
3: you know. Uh huh. Eighteen million dollars a year, like a number two. Well, wow. Okay, that's smart.
1: Just, I, I just don't, I just don't understand the uh, no. the
3: signing as a whole. No,
1: I mean I understand it, but I don't understand
3: the price. I, I think they're trying to make sure. Oh, oh, Lamar, don't leave. We got your guy. Maybe Lamar was talking to them, but Lamar still might leave. I think they're trying to do that. Trying to entice Lamar to stay. Um, I mean, that's the only way that makes sense.
1: Well, I mean, that could have been a way to try and entice him to stay, but honestly, you know, I just – I'm almost wondering if they're they're under the the belief that Lamar is gone because they did also say that they would potentially
3: uh, go after a quarterback in the draft. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. There's a lot of different, you know, miscommunications and, uh, you know, bad feelings. It's a tough situation in Baltimore.
1: Yeah, I mean, they did, you know, they did say that they uh, that they might go after
3: a number one, uh, you know, a quarterback with their with their first. Yeah, and and I think that's good to an extent. Like, hey, if you keep like almost like Rogers or like a Diva, you keep acting like you want to go, or you're not sure if you want to stay.